This is Judge Dredd. I am the law. Do you betray the law? Do you betray the law? Do you betray the law? Welcome back, everyone, to the Dreadful Cyberpunk cast. My name is Andy. And I am PK. And we are here to read, react to, and review the original Judge Dredd case files. Uh, this is our 20th episode of the podcast. Wow. Pretty crazy. We've been doing this for t- 20 episodes. I know. Like it's an episode a week, give or more or less? More or less, like 20 weeks. I mean, we've missed a, a week or two here or there. Yeah. Um, but we are, this issue, or this episode, we are going over issues... Uh, 55, 56, and 57. But before we do that, let's recap because we're we're ending a four-part saga here. Yeah, we could. Okay, uh, there's an evil car named Elvis. Uh, it's just the Robot Wars again. They dropped us something on him and made him evil. <clears throat> and it's, something fell. Something fell. Uh, and now we have a evil killer car with the mind of a toddler. Right. Uh, and. Yeah, uh, where we left off, Elvis the Killer Car had attacked Judge Dredd in the one place no one would ever expect to be attacked by a car. I forgot he attacked him in his apartment. He was in his apartment. He attempted to run over Judge Dredd. He not he tied up uh, Walter, Walter the, the Robot yep. and knocked Judge Dredd over. Uh, no, he didn't knock him out. No. Um, well, not yet. We're going to find out. So... Uh, it's almost over. It's almost over. This is but my least favorite arc. Hear, no, hear me out, right? After this issue, after this issue, we're gonna have to get through some shit. And you think Elvis was bad? No. We're, the the next is this Tyrannosaurus? No. Devilosaurus no. Rex? Are you talking about Satanus? Yeah. <laughs> the, Satanus e- the evilest dinosaur that was ever created by man. Sounds like a what was that old fighting game like the Sega Genesis? Was like a Mortal Kombat ripoff. Are you talking about Primal Rage? Primal Rage? Or yes. Pr- I fucking love Primal. He plays one of the fighters is just a raptor. Yeah, Talon. It's, yep. Just a raptor. My old roommate Jeff had a bunch of action figures from Primal Rage. I loved Primal Rage. I played was the that me- the guy who had the c- c- combo breaker as well? No, that was Killer Instinct. Killer Instinct's the, the one I'm thinking of. My okay. apologies. That was that also had a raptor named Riptor. What? And a yeah, two well, different fighting so games. Primal Rage had all dinosaurs. Oh. And well, not all. Some of them were like giant monkeys. Are you talking about Street? Not not it's not Streets of Rage. Primal Rage had like a. A giant monkey, like an alligator, and a giant... That's Rampage. Oh my god, that's a separate thing! <laughs> okay. Holy shit, I can't... You're not doing the bit, you're actually confused. Yeah, I'm literally like, I don't... I don't. I think I have tangentially like seen all the games okay, around okay. this game, but right, not I'll, in I'll, itself. I'll break it down for you. Oh boy. Rampage, you can control, like, there was like a, a, a giant rat or a giant gorilla, and a... Like a giant alligator, like you said. And you yeah, Grand Page. Yeah, yeah, you destroyed, destroyed the city. Yeah. Had a movie uh, starring Dwayne The Rock Johnson. Yeah. Uh, Primal Rage was and, a uh, 2D fighter mostly trying to catch on, on the Mortal Kombat. Like, uh, it was era. very gory, bloody. Yeah. Um, it was just a fighting game that took place on a, a different Earth called Earth U R T H. Uh, and like, <laughs> it's either a post-apocalyptic or a different is this, dimension. Is this like, like this is like the, the dimension just, just adjacent, adjacent to Independence Day? Will Will Smith's Earth? Earth, yeah. There's Earth, <laughs> Earth, There's Earth, Earth, and Earth. And Earth. <laughs> um, and like these had these giant like dinosaurs that were and monkeys being worshipped as deities by by humans. 
God. And they were fighting for the control of the planet. And then there was Killer Instinct, which was a different 2D fighting game about an evil corporation that made a robot and hosted hosted a tournament. There was a, there was a there was a raptor in that game named Riptor. There was a skeleton pirate named Yup. I don't remember the skeleton pirate's I name, remember but he's my favorite character. There was a guy made of energy. Yeah, uh, there was a plasma plas and there was an ice guy, Glacius, and yep. a fire guy. Yep, and there was the combo breaker guy. Yeah, well the combo breaker was the announcer. Every time you did a combo breaker, he would announce it. Oh I, I wouldn't do a the... combo breaker. Oh. I thought there that was, was a... the boxer guy. There was a boxer guy. Mm-hmm. Anyway, let's Judge talk about Judge Dredd. Let's talk about Judge Dredd, <laughs> shall we? Judge we are Dredd. almost five minutes in. Um, I so played a lot of fighting games for the for the Genesis. For the, I didn't know it was for Genesis. I played on like N sixty four and stuff like that. Uh, but no. that was Killer Instinct. Um, anyway, there was a Killer Instinct sixty four. That was the one I played. Um, Cinder. That was the energy guy. I don't know why you have. Did you ever wonder, wish you could just like remember what, useful things? <laughs> what if I could just empty out all these like. I, I know exactly what Jessica Simpson thinks of men peeing in the shower because of a clip I saw on MTV 20 <laughs> years ago. Why? Brain has no reason for that. The brain remembers what it... I wish it chose better. <laughs> I wish it chose much better. Um, so, issue 55 of Judge Dread. Excuse me. We are at Elvis Part 4. We are an issue... Uh, the script is done by John Howard Wagner again. He, we've had him for a while. He's been, he wrote all four Elvis parts, at least. Yes. Oh, I mean, he's been going the last, oh, yeah. like, 20-some uh, issues. Which gives it a nice co cohesion... Yeah. It's, it's, it's a... We're seeing an actual evolution to Judge Dredd. Yeah. Um, and they were going to mention... Uh, something I found out is at the end of this prog, which is coming uh, under this omnibus, coming up soon, I mentioned to you, there's a big bit that I wish I'd have known about where it discusses all the writers and all the artists and talks about like what they're famous for or how oh. how prevalent they are in the uh, in the in in Judge Dredd or in 2000 AD. So, we're going to learn about this in a, a couple issues here coming up. I wish reading this made me wish I had read more UK comics cuz all I've really read is Sandman and a little bit of Miracle Man. It's more than me. Uh. I've read one thing of Sandman, which is Preludes and Nocturnes and that's it. Sandman. They had the whole thing on YouTube, the whole uh Audio, oh really? Thing, interesting. Yeah, I was listening to it, and Sandman is so good. That being said, Neil Gaiman, I'm still gonna fight you someday. Why? I don't know. I can't remember why, but I. <laughs> on the other podcast you, this I was is on, a, this is I, a, issued, I issued this challenge on the other podcast. <laughs> you, that's like the gauntlet's been thrown. We don't remember why. No yeah. one knows why this I war began. I can't remember I fight him, but uh, the challenge is still out there, Neil. <laughs> so, Neil, if you ever stumble upon this episode of the podcast, I love you to death. You're one of my, you're one of my favorite writers. I'm gonna fight you. Um, our artist is our good boy, Ian Gibson. Hell yeah, our our man of detail, as well as Tom Frame doing our letters. Um, so we're picking up right where we left off, in Judge Dredd's apartment with the killer car Elvis <laughs> and Walter the Wobot tied to a column. Um. How did he? Oh, I guess he has arms. He does. So I totally Servo forgot that he. Arms. Yeah, he's got like the repair arms. I, I totally forgot about those, and I was like, "How the fuck?" Because I remember this. I like, I've read this omnibus once, and I was like, "There's no way that car ties up Walter." Because I forgot it had arms. Yeah. Uh, but no, it totally does. Um, our first. Also, we're sharing a book today. We usually have I forgot, two. Yeah, I forgot my book. So it might be a little disjointed, but we're here. We're doing this for us, anyways. So. We, uh, I'll read the block on narrative text. The year 2100. 
On Luna One Moon Colony, Elvis, the killer car with the personality of a five-year-old, has trapped Judge Dredd in his quarters at Justice Central. And uh, Judge Dredd is, uh, it's a pretty cool thing. He's like on all fours, but he's got his uh, lawgiver pistol in his hand, but it's being like shot out of his hand yeah. by Elvis in the background, who now has his guns that we were talking the, about. From the hunting department. The, the sporting goods store, yeah. yeah. Uh, and he's reaching, gotta take it, ah! as the gun gets shot out of his hands, and Elvis says, uh, 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 Oh yeah, yeah. too slow, Judge, too slow, Judge. No smelly old human gets the better of Elvis. And now we have a big fucking multi-page thing of Dredd just being fucking flung across the room. It says, Elvis hurled Dredd across the room. <gasps> As he's like thrown bodily into a wall, we can assume. And, El- first. and Elvis says, <laughs> I'm the smartest, toughest car on the whole darn moon. Um... That's a sentence I didn't think I'd be saying today when I woke up. <laughs> hey. I'm the smartest, toughest car in the whole darn moon. Hey, let me tell you what, man. That's not the weirdest thing you're going to say today by Uh-oh. a long shot. Uh-uh. Um, our next prog, or not prog, our next uh, panel here shows Walter the Wobot tied up in the background again. Right. Uh, shouting out to the evil car who is picking up the unconscious Judge Dredd by his ankles and hanging him upside down. Uh, Walter says. What's this? <laughs> Go for it. <laughs> you wascal, don't you dare hurt Judge Dredd. And Elvis respond, shut your speakers, robot features. What? <laughs> Give it a oh, try. I guess it's a, I guess it's just rhyming. For yeah. Me. Shut your speakers, robot features. I ain't gonna kill him. Well, not yet. I just had a better idea. So, where do you think this is going, PK? Where <sighs> like is- a public execution? Like he's gonna like. Kill him in front of the town, like improve the the, the car because Judge Dredd did call him out. Yeah, Judge that Dredd. That happened last issue. Judge Dredd said, I don't got time for a stupid car. I could fight him with one pinky finger. He on literally te- said that on television to, so, to lure him out of hiding. Yeah, he got called out pretty harsh. So I'm gonna assume that as revenge is gonna like public execution or whatever. That is not terribly far from the truth. Oh thank god. But but um, we're gonna go. We're gonna get there via. We're gonna. We're gonna. Uh, we're gonna wind up up there, like at that point on the map, by going the entire <laughs> other direction around the world. Okay. And especially because it's the moon where war is treated as a game, like three on three. Uh, four on. No. Three four. with a reserve. No, it's. I think it was four with a reserve. Okay, four on. Okay. Yeah. Cause yeah, four with a reserve. I okay. That. So and you know his, he has that moonanite culture in his mind, so. I mean, he is a five-year-old, though. Yeah. So we're going to see what a five-year-old is going to do now that it has beaten Judge Dredd. Okay. Um, our next panel, I'm going to have you describe what's going on. It's a lot going on here. Um, so I think that's Justice Headquarters. Okay, it's got the big uh, sheriff uh, throne. Yep. That's all it is, <clears throat> a giant throne. And, uh, and Judge Tex is gesturing at Elvis, who is... Driving wildly, wildly up the ro- the hallway, not yeah. the road. Yep. Uh, as judges all have their their guns <laughs> pointed on him, except for these three, who are just like, huh, what, what, what? <laughs> three guys just not paying attention. Yep. As uh, a car drives into their building, and I think that's Judge Dredd in the driver's seat. I'm not sure. I think we're gonna find out. Uh, the narrative text here says, "Soon, in the heart of Justice Building, nerve center of a massive search for the killer car." Because remember, all the other judges, including Judge Tex, 
were out there looking for the killer car. That's right, they were in, in the Warrens. The Warrens, the, the massive tunnels that were inhabited before by... Before the domes were built. Before the domes were built. By people who were constructing the domes. Yes. And one of the judges calls out, It's the car! Elvis! To which Judge Tex responds, Hold your golden and fire! That thing's got Judge Dredd inside! And now we have a series of small little kind of um, panels, or not panels necessarily, but just uh, like silhouettes or, or pop-out characters, I guess. Yeah, pop-out. Uh, no real background. Yeah. Just the character. But we go from Elvis. So not a panel, but they're... Yeah, they're kind of just alone, floating in space. Yeah. Elvis to Judge Tex, back to Elvis. Um, oh, it's a dialogue. Yeah, it's a, it's a dialogue going back oh, and man, forth. It's by two of my characters it's, I do all this. Do you want me to do Judge Tex? No, I want to do it. All right, go for it, go for it. Right. So Elvis is saying to Judge Tex, and uh, presumably the entire room at Justice yeah. HQ. From now on, you... S- <laughs> From now on, you smelling judges are gonna do ex- <laughs> Power through. Power through. Okay. It's the first bubble. It's, uh, we got a lot to get through, bud. Okay. <clears throat> From now on, you smelly, ju- you smelly judges are gonna do exactly what I want. Or Judge Dredd gets it. My cooling system can freeze him to an icicle. Before your bullets hit my plating. And Tex responds, I, Then I... <laughs> immediately! Yep. Without thinking about it, without even raising a protest, Well, then I reckon we gotta go along with you. <laughs> Make Just, a good point. He gives up within seconds. <laughs> What's and then uh, nice Elvis responds, shit. I knew you stupid old humans would, would see sense. Now get this down. Because remember, he does have the intelligence of a five-year-old. So he's he, no, he has the intelligence of a supercomputer. Oh yeah, but he has the personality of a five-year-old. Yeah. So you're so right. So he's got intelligence of a supercomputer, personality of a five-year-old. Oh so he's God. gonna make some demands. Judge Tex, you gave up within a second. Well, so, I guess you're right. You're in charge now. Here's your hand with your crown. Um, the next narrative block text is meant to transition us from where we are to the future. But it is narrated by Elvis. Okay. So I'm going to have you read that. So so, so, so some time has passed, but it's about um, to pass. Yeah. First, I want lots and lots more tours. Then I'll have a big parade for me with bands and majorettes and clowns and and songs about me and... And, <laughs> and, I, and, <laughs> go, yeah, and then we go back to the narrative text of... An hour later, Dread came round. The parade had started. <laughs> they came. That's my favorite narrative. <laughs> I've ever heard. The parade had started. Like uh, Dred, two, Dred came around. The parade had started. <laughs> two hours later, the parade had started. It's and we see just. I mean, they organized this in an hour. Yeah, an hour later, they had organized. There's banners with Elvis on it. There's floats with women dancing and flowers through the streets. People cheering. Why? How they corralled people to doing this? Is there a line of judges behind these people pointing guns yeah, to their backs? Like, back the, <laughs> no, they have the, like, their loved ones. Like, their kids <laughs> yeah, like, into their heads. Keep cheering. Cheer louder. Dance. Um, and we see uh, Judge Dredd is in the uh, cockpit or... Driver's seat, whatever you want to call it. Of, of Elvis, which again looks like a futuristic Formula One car. Yeah. And uh, he is saying... You big-headed hunk of tin, how long do you think you can get away with this? To which Elvis responds, Forever and ever, as long as I have you, prisoner, no one can touch me. Then I'm going to have my own TV show. 
The Devil's Advocate TV show? I don't think he had his own TV show. He was on TV a lot. Um, a... Tonight, he says, he's going to have his own TV show. Yeah. So, specifically tonight, they're going to have a Elvis TV show. I was thinking Elvis the singer, the actual guy. Um, oh, that's true. That's I don't fair. think he ever had his own television show. I don't think... I don't I, I don't know about Elvis. I'm not a big fan. Uh, I mean, not a super fan. I, I, same. I know, like, the bare minimum anyone would know about Elvis. Yeah. Um, he had a bunch of movies. Yes, that's what I remember him from. Um, so... I, there's there's two small like little pain little panels here. Um, one is showing Dread breathing on the glass inside of Elvis, and then another was him drawing something. Right. Okay. So the the dome is up. The the, the cockpit has like a, a glass dome over it, which he can't escape. Right. I'm gonna need you to read the narrative text, the block like narration, and I will read for Dread. Okay. Uh, because you gotta make it through this, okay? Alright. So you go for that, and All I'll right. read Dread. Meanwhile, inside Elvis, Dread misted up the windscreen. And he's thinking to himself, Some judges out there, gotta get a message to them. And then we see him like drawing, he's drawn like yeah, you know three. Okay, like it, three circles and two dashes. Is it Morse code? Well, read the narrative text for me. Dred's message was in the secret judge's code, using only three lines and two dots. Uh, instructions of great detail could be passed on. To which Judge Dredd was uh, saying or thinking, "If my plan doesn't work, Elvis must be destroyed with me inside." Judge so, Dredd is always willing to sacrifice himself for no real reason. Yeah, yeah. So, but other than gave up so quick. Uh, other than the fact that we have a secret judge's code, it, and it says Judge Dredd drew two dots, which clearly there is three. There are three dots <laughs> and two lines. It's very easy to see there are three dots, not two. Um, but yeah, we will get back. We're gonna put a pin in that circle back to the secret judge's code. But remember this. Whatever whatever happens next, Judge Dredd communicated with the secret judge's code. Right? Uh, uh, apparently a great deal of information with five symbols. Yeah. Um, and that is a good code, I guess. And you think about it, right? Like, Morse code is kind of a thing, you know? like Yeah, but each Morse code, it's like four... It's up to four characters. dots or dashes for one letter. Yeah. So this is like meant to be some kind of super compressed code of some kind. Yeah. But just keep in mind, PK. Okay. Whatever happens next, whatever Judge, Judge Red communicated all this with three dots and two dashes. Yes. That's the thing to keep in mind, okay? Um so we see a judge, not Judge Dredd, presumably outside of the car. Yeah. Oh, he's, he's got, next to Judge Tex. He's next to Judge Tex, and they're lo and he, the the other judge, not Judge Tex, is looking through some very weird binoculars. Yeah, they look like kind of like sunglasses. They look, they're very they're strange. They're fut they're retro futuristic. Retro futuristic is a good word for it. And he's saying to Judge Tex as he's looking through these binoculars. Oh, excuse me. Sorry, I don't know why I'm yawning so much. Um, Judge Dredd wants a crowd of autograph hunters at the TV studio tonight. What the heck for? How did he get all that information from three dots and two dashes? Keep going, Judge Tex responds. Autograph is not is not a simple concept. Think about this. Autograph he wants autograph hunters at the TV show tonight. At the TV sh TV show. Autograph so, hunting is not a simple concept to 
concept to convey in Al symbols. Also, this is like a specifically made judge's code. Why do they have a sign or a code for autograph hunters? Well, I mean, in theory, you would have a different amount of symbols to mean every word. But such a... <laughs> it's like five symbols, which they are only telling us there's four. Actually, yeah. Okay, also, there are really two symbols being repeated here. Dots and dashes. That's, yeah, that's literally it. And uh. the guy's like, hmm, circle. Autograph hunters. He wants them. Dash. At the TV studio. <laughs> what the fuck? Anyways, Judge Tex responds to this he's, judge. He's planning something, Judge Pard. <laughs> I like that. Judge, judge Pard. Pard, yep. Because, like, partner. Yep, I have that written down. Oh. He's playing something, Judge Pard. It better be good. That Elvis may act like a kid, but he's still got a darn... He's still darn smart. He's so darn smart. He's still darn smart. So I want you to describe our next uh, our next panel and take note of the shape of the panel as well. Oh, it's um, it's a, like a TV it, lens. It's, it's curved, curved. It's a square with curved corners. Yep. So it's we are effectively looking at a television screen, and the narrative text. I'll have you read that. That night in millions of homes throughout Luna City. And now, if you'll describe what we're seeing on television, please. Uh, we see Elvis the car, and he's just got all these lights all around him. Like is you know, it's a very, a very <clears throat> well produced stage, very expensive looking. There's like you know. Giant sets in the background, like it's like a like an award ceremony or something. Yeah, it's a kind very of a elaborate stage almost. with these four like you know dancing girls in, in somewhat risque burlesque clothing. That's also kind of futuristic and like looks like yeah. French fries. I don't know. Yeah, they have weird like it looks um oh what's that style called Art Deco? Okay, yeah, I can see that with like all the the lines and yeah. the, and the and the and the circles. Mm -hmm. Um, just a vibe I get from it. And they look like, you know, uh, uh, what are they called? Like the Rockettes? Like the, oh, um... Just like uh, uh, chorus girls Yeah, or chorus girls, basically. And, yeah, and they're all singing. They're all buxom, legs bare, yeah. low-cut tops, and... Yeah, low-cut tops, uh, leotards. They're all singing to Elvis. Yeah. Um, I'll sing for them because since, you, uh, since you're going to be reading Elvis here. Yeah. Uh, the girls are singing... Who spread fear throughout the city? Who's so smart the law can't touch him? And Elvis responds... Elvis... That's me. Um, he's, oh, he's singing too. A little musical note. Yeah. A little speech bubble. Um, I don't know what song this is supposed to be. Who spread fear throughout the city? I don't know either. I, I think it is a play on some actual song, but I was not able to find out what. Um, and there's no real way of confirming it. Um, anyways, our next our next panel, if you want to describe. Okay, so we have Judge Tex and Judge... Hard. We assume. Uh, they look like they're up in like an observation. Yeah, oh, like the production booth. Okay, they're in the. I couldn't tell if they're in the production booth or, booth or they're watching TV. But no, they're 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 at the the, the TV studio. Yep. Watching from the production booth. Uh, <laughs> Judge Texas is giving him a glare. He's glaring back at Pard. Yeah. Um, what's the narrative text say? It says the show went from bad. To worse. <laughs> Which is what we were hoping for, right? Yeah. Um, oh, he's got, he's, got, he's got a little cane. Oh, yeah. He's like got, his, like, Elvis has a little cane. Yeah, his little, little, his little uh, repair arms. Um, I think it's Judge Pard who speaks first, or no? Yeah. Um, Judge Pard tells... <laughs> oh, boy. Um, I'm going to have you read for Judge Pard. What? You and Judge Pard last panel. Yeah. Uh, I'll read for Judge Pard then, but you'll need to read for Judge Tex. Judge Pard says to Judge Tex, as though he's delivering a message to him quickly, 
Now he's making the council lick his tires clean. Ooh. Put a pin in that. No, we'll come back to that. Nasty. And Judge Tex says to him, "I'm sending the autograph hunters like Judge Dredd. I'm sending the autograph hunters in like Judge Dredd wanted. I sure he hope he knows what he's doing." And we see like a like a uh, silhouette uh, of a yeah, a silhouette of a crowd in the background. And they're like Elvis. Oh, Elvis. Like, fawning over him. And that's supposed to be the autograph hunters, I imagine. Yeah. Turning the page, uh, we have Elvis with his cane and a top hat. <laughs> he got a top hat now! Uh, in front of a futuristic-looking television, uh, kind of big television screen camera, recording camera. And there are just a cheering mob of people rushing towards him with, like, pens and notepads. Yeah, the, yeah. Clearly the autograph hunters. And uh, some of them are saying, I want your autograph. You're so great, Elvis. I just gotta touch you. To which Elvis responds, Huh? Autograph hunters? Gosh, I've made it. I'm a star. Step right up, fans. Who are these people? Uh, they might be fakes. I mean, he said autograph hunters. He didn't say they had to be legitimate autograph hunters. Who, 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 how did the judges get these people volunteers uh, i'm assuming they're all volunteers we they have, don't they don't have their kids right off camera they have put they have put out warnings about killer car elvis all over luna one broadcasting some people love serial killers i mean people write serial killers like charles manson in prison and stuff like that you know what that's fair there's a lot of crazy fucking people out there and maybe they're on the moon too um i just well <laughs> We're going to look, uh, our next panel is a pretty short kind of like a wide panel, but pretty uh, short when it, like a hamburger patty kind of thing. Yeah. And it shows Judge Dredd thinking to himself as he watches the, the, the crowd uh, rushing around Elvis. He's thinking to himself, all the car's video cells are looking outside like a child who can't take his eyes off the cake. Now is my chance. Oh God! And it's and uh, I'm gonna have you read the narration text down there. Dread. Ah, <laughs> uh, now before you before you get this too crazy. The great, most Deus Ex Machina I've ever seen. Here's the thing, though. Remember, he uh, Elvis did take a bunch of toys. That's right. He from, okay, so this makes a little more sense than I it thought. It took me a little bit to figure this See, out. The first. Okay, so to read it. Dredd found a chemistry set among the heap of toys that Elvis had gathered. See, I thought, like, he found a chemistry set that was just in the car. That's what I thought, too. I was like, <laughs> I guess, like, the, the owner kept a chemistry set in there for weird... Repair purposes? Yeah. Who knows? But, but no, 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 this makes more sense. That makes more sense. Much more credit. I'm sorry, comic book. I judged you early. You're right. I'm wrong. You're smart. I'm stupid. You're the smartest darn car on the moon. Put a pin in that. <laughs> for this next thought bubble... Um, which shows Judge Dredd pouring a vial of liquid onto a kind of a, a, a monster-esque teddy bear kind of thing. And he says, A little sydnium, that is S-I-D-N-I-U-M, sydnium, poured on this alien doll and we have dot 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 fire! Is that an actual element or something? No. Okay. I was wondering, I was like, ah, it's been a while since I've taken a chemistry class, you know, like freshman year of college, and I was thinking, uh, did I forget Sid something? No, you, didn't. you did not. Because I thought, okay, I know sodium. Yeah, sodium is a real element. 
Not Sydney. Okay. Um, and I was like, Andy you just done his research. He'll know. I true. do a little bit of research, not nearly enough, but no. Sydneyum is not a thing. Okay. Because I know chemistry since back in the day used to be dangerous. They had like uranium in them and stuff like that. That's. Yeah. Chemistry sets used to be... I mean, they used to put, like, fucking... I mean, they used to have, what, uh... What was it, the... In baby rattles, like, uh... What was it, like, uh... Asbestos? Was it, was it like, cyanide or something? It was, like, it was... Oh. It was, like... Or was it little capsules of, uh... Something terrible. Something poisonous, basically. It was insane. Yeah. Um, so... Our well, next... I love that chemistry sets, used, chemistry sets used to just include uranium. That was a real thing? Yep. A little chunk of uranium. You know... Before they really knew about... Put it under your pillow, kids. <laughs> Radioactivity and... <laughs> and science. Yeah. Um, our next panel shows uh, Elvis just... Just drowning in a sea of attractive women. Uh, yeah. All with very 70s haircuts. All volunteers. All... We don't know that. But we're going to I'm saying right now that judges would not kidnap their kids and hold a gun <laughs> to their head right off stage. Go to that car right now. I'll kill your fucking son. Oh my god, Elvis. You're so That's great. too far for a judge. I'm saying that's not happening. We're winking very hard right now. Uh, <laughs> if you think that's too harsh for a judge, put a pin in that Dude, for the issue of... After the issue coming up, our okay. third issue, because um, I know I know stuff is gonna about to get dark. It just get pretty harsh. Um, I did mention a huge body count at the end of last episode. Yeah, we talked about uh, the body count numbers. Like they start out small and just exponentially exploding. <laughs> we talked we're, about that. We're gonna get there. Um, one of the women is saying to Elvis, who is in his robot hands, he's holding like a pen where you can see Elvis sign my hand, Elvis. And Elvis is saying back to her. Hey, clear off a minute. My circuits detect smoke. So Judge Red has lit a fire inside. Um, yeah, by pouring Sydney on a on a toy. Yep. And our little pop out panel shows Elvis kind of freaking out, and he's saying, "It's it's me. I'm burning. Help! Click, uh, click. Emergency procedure. Emergency procedure." And now we see Judge Dredd being ejected out of Elvis up in the air. Yeah. To which Elvis is saying, Oh no! I ejected you! I ejected the judge! And we have seen ejector seats before. We have. In, uh, uh, and you know, it, it was in, the, in, in Elvis. Yeah, look, yeah. It was an anti theft device. Yep, he ejected He used it to get owner. rid of his old owner. Dave Patton, for some reason. I know that. Um, yeah, that's. A, wow. Uh, we next panel shows Judge Dredd having caught onto one of the rafters. Or one of the iron beams above with the studio lights hanging down. He's you know, they looking... had those things above, above the stages for, yeah. like... Yeah, yeah, yeah you're a cool. theater guy, you know. I mean, they weren't iron beams, but, you know, it's... I mean, there's metal and stuff like that, metal cages and the grid and stuff like that, but not giant eye beams. beams that you'd have... Exposed building. eye beams. Yeah. Um, and Dredd is saying, the fire, ca uh, the fire caught you by surprise. Your emergency safety procedure started automatically before you could stop it. Now surrender or die! <laughs> so, Dreads... He had to explain his plan before, you know, threatening to kill him. Yeah, I can't let you die without knowing how or why I, I was able to beat you. you. I, I was able to outsmart you. Um, to which Elvis, uh, we can see, is sizzling with smoke coming out of his cockpit and people are kind of... Like in the foreground, ah, you know, like like moving away. Yeah. Elvis is saying, "Saying, no, never. I'm too smart. I can get away. 
Uh, but before Elvis could move, we see Judge Tex and the rafters and a bunch of those uh, Kuroto gunners oh, with yeah. their spray guns firing on Elvis. And Judge Tex is pointing, saying... All right, so the, it says, uh, there's uh, uh, the narration, but before Elvis could move, and then Judge Tex pops out, Kuroto gunners, fire! And now we see Elvis slowly oh. dissolving into a pile of ash. God. Um, and the narration text says... A blast of solid corrosive hit Elvis. And now we see him uh, melting away, saying... It's a, it's a callback to, like, whatever it was an issue or two issues ago, where it's like, you can't stop me, as he melts more. I'm the... And the speech, the speech gets smaller and weaker, and there's just, like, a pile... Uh, uh, a puddle or a pile. Yeah. And it says, gingerbread car. <laughs> and... That's the end of Elvis. Here we have, at the very end, we have Judge Tex, a couple of those Kuroto gunners in the background. Uh, Judge Tex is saying to Judge Dredd, Just a pile of dust on a, on a studio floor. That's what left of the car who never grew up. And Judge Dredd, however, has got a signature grimace on his big, like, big blockish chin, looking at us, thinking, But it would have been better for us if he'd never been born. <laughs> Uh, and that is the end. That's the end of the four-part Elvis series. Issue 55. Uh, yeah. So, let's go over this, shall we? Um, it's not as bad as what's coming. Oh, no! Opinion. Don't tell me that, because uh, I wasn't super happy no, with No, it's, it's, I mean, it's, there's a lot coming. There's a lot to discuss what's going on. Okay. Coming up. Um, I'm very excited about it. Um, but here we are, Judd, uh, at issue fifty, if issue fifty-five, Elvis Part Four, our settings and places. We are still on Luna One, not for long though. Uh, How long until Curse of Earth? Possibly two podcasts. Uh, two okay. podcasts. Two podcasts. And we're gonna go over probably at the Counting end. Counting this one? Um, no. Okay. No. Okay. Uh, I think two podcasts will put us. Into uh, volume. Uh, volume two, the episode. Of I the can't Omnibus. believe we're getting to volume two of this shit it's show. It's actually gonna fucking happen, dude. Um, I can't believe we've done it. Hey, I never thought we'd get there, um, and we're very quickly approaching like unknown territory for me. Uh, settings and places: Judge Dredd's apartment inside of Justice HQ. From there, we move to the Heart of Justice Building, which is an interesting name we haven't used before. Yeah, we've heard Justice Headquarters and Justice HQ, and, but and we've never heard the Justice, Heart of Justice, Justice Building. Uh, and then, unless we have, we just kind of tuned it out. I don't, I don't think I've written that down before. The Heart of Justice, uh, and then we end on a TV set. Yes. Of which TV set we don't know. No, well, mm, doesn't there, really we, say. Was it, in, was it Moon City TV? MCTV we have. Uh, but I think L Luna City. TV, LCTV, was a channel, but we yeah. don't know if this is that channel or not. Okay, so, right. um, Characters that we meet this issue for the first time. Judge Pard! Uh, he lived! One, I have the, one of the few judges who doesn't die after being named. Uh, guessing his name is short for Pardoner. Yeah, you see the, the old ones and stuff like, okay, Pard, they... That's, yeah, that's a thing. Also, that's a thing, right? It is. Also, the reason I know that is because I'm currently playing the expansion for Monster Hunter uh, Iceborne, and the uh, the uh, handler character refers to you as Pard. The serious handler. That's right. Yeah. Um. So that's love, a thing. We also love Monster Hunter. We are big fans of Monster. That's our Hunter. next podcast. Oh, please! I can't do two of them. Um. <laughs> items and technology of note. 
For some reason, robotic cars can reduce their internal temperature to sub-zero levels almost instantly. Or maybe it's a va an empty threat, I don't know. Yeah! I don't know what purpose that would serve. It would have put out the fucking fire! Yeah, it would. Would yeah. you never bother to put out? Yeah. If he just put out the fire and ran, he might have lived. This is true. If he just act, well, maybe he was distracted because of the. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, that was part of the plan was to distract him with the autograph seekers. And then autograph the fire, the fire procedure kind of initiated. Yeah. On its own, um, that kind of makes sense. But I guess. But it's a computer, like you know, millions of, uh, millions to billions of like uh, uh, reactions per second or whatever. Yeah. Actions per second. You would. Th ah, you know what? It's a comic book, Andy. And I'm thinking too hard. You want you okay? You want to talk thinking too hard? Give me until the end of the next episode. Okay. Um, or next end of the next issue. Uh, items, technology. Also, a few questions about the chemistry set found inside of Elvis. We bring this up, assuming it was a children's chemistry set as part of a toy. Why does it include a corrosive slash combustible element inside of it? Yeah, he pours sodium on a or a normal looking stuffed animal and it catches fire immediately. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, you know what stuffed animals are made of? Cloth. Yeah, you know cloth what else is made of cloth? Everything. everything. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, why? But you made a good point. That, like, all the old chemistry sets were super unsafe. Yeah. And was, that's probably a joke or a play on it, obviously. Probably, because I'm um, talking about chemistry sets before the 70s. Like, <clears throat> 50s era, when it was a, you know, science set or whatever. <laughs> science! The, the future! Yeah. So that might be like a, a little flashback to like, remember when these toys were extremely dangerous? And now we're looking back, remember when those toys were extremely dangerous? <laughs> um, also, on that same note, talking about the chemistry set, what the fuck is sydnium? Is this a new element that was discovered after the Atomic Wars? And if so, why would it be included in a child's chemistry set? N uh, new elements are notoriously hard to create and even rarer to discover, let alone being in st uh, studyable states for very long. Okay, so hear me out. Yeah. I'm going to take a walk for this one. Oh, Hold boy. Okay. Um, so, a massive amount of elements were created during the Big Bang. Yeah. You could say all the elements. Well, elements had existed... Before in 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 packets of gas in space, we had because you know the you know the, 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 the periodic table elements has those weird two lines. Yeah, that's that. Those are like human-made elements yeah. that, that exist in. That's those, what I was referring to. Yeah. So maybe we have more of those in this setting because there was an, an atomic war. Possibly. Which created such amounts of energy and, and weird energy collision and and on the, on the atomic level created new elements. Well, here's the thing. We also know that Mega City is has massive, and as Texas City as well, massive oil refinery, refineries, which robots are still powered off of. Yeah. Electricity is still a thing. Petrol and gasoline are still a thing. So our only sources of energy seen so far are purely fossil fuels and electricity. You're right. So it's weird for that to be brought up. That um, is weird. It's all that they oil. bothered to make an element out of just like you could have said like corrosive acid, and you it would could have, have or yeah, something. I can't think of an element that sets matter on fire instantaneously. Uh, instantaneously, I don't know, but, but like literally, they also you could, could have, have used a car lighter for this. Yeah, like if there was a light, a, a lighter in in, it was just. It's one of those things like why did they bother doing this? I but, don't know, but we're reading too far we, into it. But now we have a new element, which is a 
it's something you like. It's actual world building. This might come back, Sidium. No? No. Well, maybe later. Oh, no, never, never again. I couldn't even find a Google result of it, no. <laughs> it's, it's never coming back, dude. It'll okay. never be mentioned again. Well, that again. shut me the fuck up. <laughs> like, I did, like, a deep Google search, and you I'm like, there is nothing here. It's not even a compound, dude. Um, oh. Could not find anything. Damnation. Um, last but not least in the item technology column, the Kuroto guns make their reappearance from the previous issue. Yeah, we, uh, which is good. Uh, uh, something designed specifically to fight Elvis and his. All this time Elvis had, he didn't raise more cars or anything. I mean, he, he just got ready. For, in the one-hour judge was unconscious. All he did was prepare for his parade and television appearance. Well, we assume but that he, he is. He is a five-year-old. Personality of a five-year-old, right? Personality of a five-year-old. But here's the thing. We, he already tried that one. Two, he now has, like, a human hostage who they who the judges care about. We assume that he went directly from judges, uh, Judge Dredd's apartment to the, the Heart of Justice yeah. to make his demands, and then it took them an hour to set everything up. So... It, it's just... This hits all the same beats to me as the Robot, robot Wars. War. It's so it's like, much the same. First, one robot, then an army of... Of antagonists. Yep. And then back down to one antagonist. Yep. And the the antagonist gets defeated with some unconventional means, so on and so forth. Yeah. Uh, it's it is very reminiscent of the Robot Wars. Uh, it's almost impossible not to draw the comparison. Last but not least, oh, not, not last but least, and but, it's uh, even longer than the Robot Wars and less interesting. It's not longer than Robot Wars. Oh, well, that was Robot six. Wars was like like nine parts. Oh wow. It was it was like the it's the longest running storyline we've had so far. Okay. And also personally, my favorite because Say we have some it. of our coolest art ever in there. Um, yeah, we've talked. Yeah. Yeah, we've talked enough about it. Terrible slang, made up words, Judge Dread one-liners. There is a word in here that you you read right through that I had never read before, which is majorette. Oh yeah. You know what a major? You it's know like what? A, a, it's like a. Like the, it's like a like a dancing girl, like a, a leotard and baton. It's like a that is like a, okay. So you're the Rockettes from from Radio City Radio City Music Hall. They're all majorettes. They're 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 girls that dance in the, that do choreographed dancing in parades. Major, right? Majorette is typically a baton twirler, dancing girl, so on and so forth. Yeah, uh, you are exactly on it. I had never read that word before today. Oh, okay. So I'm learning new things. Um, Autographed hunters, I've never heard... I know, you put the two together, you know what it means. Yeah. But I had never heard it put that way before, which is interesting. We now know them as, like, fanboys, fangirls kind of yeah. thing. Um, but my favorite line for this has to be Judge Dredd's closing line, which is, It would have been better for us had he never been born. Which is pretty rough. It's pretty rough, but it's also kind of true if that guy had never dropped that repair instrument on this... Faulty fucking car that he chose to have a five-year-old mind in for well, some he reason. Wanted a son? <clears throat> yeah, he did say that. He did say that uh, uh, in his dying words. Uh, I didn't know he would be an asshole. <laughs> world building. We got some stuff to talk about. Okay. What, first of which is the secret judge's code that can <laughs> be used to convey great amounts of information in as little as writing as possible. Very efficient. More of a simplified Morse code. Yeah. But then there is some reason an extreme. There's for some reason there's an extreme shorthand for autograph hunters. Like yeah, it could be. <laughs> yeah, I don't know, man. It was. It would be five. It was three dots, two dashes, and it could have been. I'm trying to boil it down to 
to get as much information with as least amount of words, and it could have been send autograph hunters. But I don't know. It's it's so weird to think. It'd have been funnier to me if the uh, the judges outside Judge Judge Dredge trying to communicate in some weird language. I don't know what he's doing. Like <laughs> like they don't know Judge Dredge is out the right it in code. And but like no one knows what the code is. Yeah, that'd been funny. That would've been, I would, he could have just also wrote send autograph hunters. Um. Yeah. Yeah. That could have been. But a thing. I think it's, I think Elvis can observe himself. Yeah, we know he, he said, has uh, uh, optic sensors that were all on the the autograph hunters. Yep. Um, one thing that is mentioned here that kind of made me pause: Judge Pard mentions that Elvis is making the council lick his tires clean. What council is this? I don't. It was the, we, we. Yeah, is there a council of judges on the moon? We have. Well, we have yet to see any governing bodies in the Judge Dread Megaverse, which I'm referring to it as. Because I thought of Mega City Megaverse. Uh, other people have referred to it as the Tharg Thargian Universe because it's oh. from Tharg's pro Future Shocks. Oh. I like Megaverse. I don't know. I'm, I do I'm, like I'm going to coin Megaverse. Uh, Patented, 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 don't steal that, patented. If you steal that, <laughs> dibs, you, will be, dibs. you will be banned from the channel. You will be reported. We, there's 40 of you. It's okay. Uh, we have yet to see any governing bodies in the Judge Dread megaverse outside of the judges themselves. That's true. The judges are police and government. However, there was a mayor early on whose son got kidnapped by the Brotherhood of Darkness. There was a mayor. <laughs> a mayor of Mega City One. But we ne well, we don't know if it was mayor of Mega City One. It just said the mayor's son, and that was all the detail we got. There was a guy named City Father, Father Washington. Washington. Oh, there he is. <laughs> and that was the other guy who we heard about. But who knows how any of this is run or by whom? We don't really know what government is left of no. the United Cities of America. So, okay. I did some reading at one point in time before the podcast. Okay. And I know that there... I know that there was a governmental body and the judges replaced them. And I know something... It was... Okay, so it's like trying to hold the water in your hand. Yeah. kind of leaking out. Stuff I read years and years ago. I will say this. I remember... In, not in this omnibus, but the next one coming up. Uh, during the Cursed Earth saga, Judge Dredd, I'm not going to explain how, he meets the last president of the United States of America. Oh. Who is still alive. Is it like a like a, like an AI, like in Fallout 3? Or? No, he's a human. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, I guess this is a fucking I, I am pretty sure... In that episode, it gets into more detail about the history of the governing body of the United States of America. Uh, but yeah. I remember very little other than he meets the president. Okay, because I remember something vague about the chief justice. I also remember something about uh, Judge Dredd being a clone of the chief justice, him and Rico. Really? That's where the genetic, I know. genetic material for them came from? Oh, like they use the chief justice's... Uh, I think DNA. The, the current chief justice or the first chief justice, something like I don't. Maybe we'll find out. Yeah. Um. This is stuff I shouldn't know yet, but I know through uh, osmosis. Yeah. One thing I will stuff that I thought was interesting about Judge Dredd. <laughs> stuff I cannot wait to get to instead of an evil fucking car. Hey, hey. I will say, this episode of the podcast, we're gonna have, we're gonna see Dread being, I would argue, the most Dread he's ever been. Okay. All so right. that's a promise yeah, I'm making dread, to you. The dread I'm, I'm, I'm the dread I'm familiar with, familiar with the bass who's like gays from the fist of dread. <laughs> that dude or the guy who's like 
the he saves a woman. I, another famous panel I just know from you know Osmosis years and years ago. And like this woman comes up and hugs him like you saved me, you saved me. Without even looking, he goes public affection, two months. <laughs> Are you serious? Yeah, something something along the lines of that. It is illegal to show public affection. That's hilarious. Yeah, um, or like unwanted unwanted public affection or something like that. Sexual harassment. Yeah, it was um, like two months. That's like, pretty please. fucking good. Um, like sentences her right there. <laughs> the well, we're getting close to that. Um, last but not least for world building, the Wild West element has certainly diminished these last few episodes. Oh yeah, we're t- we are we're on TV studio. Yeah, we're. we're a- yeah, I mean we've got we've gone from saloons and flapjack houses. But there was a flapjack with Wolina. Wolina and her her owner, uh, old widow Spock. Will, widow Spock. Spock. That's what it was. <laughs> I was like, I knew it was old um, widow Gertrude or something. No, it's Spock. Spock. Um, so we've gone from flapjack houses and saloons to like. Basically, Mega City on the on the on Luna One. Yeah, Luna One is just Mega City One, but on the moon. Yeah, the Wild West themes have long since kind of gone by the wayside, which is interesting. And that was a, kind of the most interesting part of the moon. Now it's just more Mega City One, but on the. I wonder if one point they were like, we just want to write more Mega City One stories. But. Honestly, I think Mega City One's more interesting. To be fair, yeah, uh, and and we're gonna learn more about it when we go back there very soon. So yeah, there's like a tier system for me. Which is at the very top, the most interesting for me, Mega City One. Yep. Then Luna City One when it's uh when it's Old West flavored. Okay. And then Luna City One when it's just Mega City One <laughs> without on any the of the interesting stuff like the mutants or or the whatever. The history. We're missing the history. In a we're way. missing the history. Yeah. Because yeah. we already know the history because of, of uh, Mooney. Mr. Mooney. Yeah. yeah. So there was, we kind of got all of it exposition dumped in one episode, really. Um, last uh, last thing on the, on the list, death count. Elvis, the killer car, is the only uh, casualty this issue. Even Judge Pard lived. Yep. Melted by Kuroto guns on a TV set. What a world. Um, Again, they couldn't use these on... Mega City One. They, yeah, they couldn't. So yeah, we talked robots. about that. It yeah. would have been oh, really that's right. that was our theory. That wasn't okay. That was our, more our theory because we figured that there's so much infrastructure below Mega City One that's also metal yeah. that it would corrode through the city and cause it to collapse. Whereas the moon was there were the Warrens, but pretty much everything about that above that Stone. is like shiny plastic and new. We we don't know it's all shiny and plastic. But we do know we we we're making a big leap. We're we're doing yeah, our best to justify. Yeah, it. we're 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 taking some leaps in logic. Um, why couldn't they just destroy the robots with Kuroto acid? Well, maybe because because Mega this. City One might collapse. <clears throat> yeah. Uh, so do you have anything else you want to bring up about issue fifty-five, Elvis Part Four, the conclusion of our Killer Car series? Isn't it just a little sad that he's just like a five-year-old and all he really wanted to do? Well, he just really wanted to be. He, just, he was like throwing a tantrum. It was a five-year-old throwing a tantrum. I think the, the the message here is that children are the worst and deserve to be melted into dust. Uh, because uh, no, 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 I mean, no. kids are sociopaths. They don't they don't they don't think outside themselves a lot of the times. They all are they are Not, all action, little thought to no thought. Yeah, but like. It's still the death of a child. I'm a little sad. It's a little fucked up. It's meant to be a little fucked up. And Judge, just... right after Judge Rex, you bet if you would never burn! And I, 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 I am joking, listeners. Yeah, I um, know. <laughs> are you ready to move on to the next issue? Yeah, let's get off. So. So. PK. Uh, issue 56. What, what, what was the sneak preview you gave me last week? Uh, sneak preview, I told you that we had the conclusion of Elvis. 
that 53,000 people were going to die. That's right, 53,000 people and, were going to die. And I asked you, how do you think that Judge Dredd's going to spend his last day on, on the, the moon. moon? That's right. Um, so, this issue, uh, I'm, I don't know, I'm going to need you to just, I'm going I'm to show you the panel, and I'm going to have you describe what's going on. Okay. Okay. And then, then I'm gonna have you read the uh, the narrative block text up in the corner because this is a lot. Um, it's a lot of information in one panel. It's a lot. It's uh. So first off, our script is again by John Howard Wagner. Our artist is Brian Bolland, who we've had before, and letters are done by Tom Frame. But this is one of those panels where it's like, oh, this is a lot. Okay. Right. Um, and then you're gonna have to read th- three sentences. Oh no! That really are gonna be hard. F- were hard for me to wrap my mind around. Okay. Okay. So, uh, take a look. Describe for me. Oh, that's what we cool have art. going on here. Like, what do you what do you see? What's going on? It looks like a space station. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, or I can't know if it's a space station or if it's like. Skyscrapers. Yeah, this well, is. Well, no, these sideways building. These sideways. Yeah. Okay. This is like a big space station here, and these. Oh, and it's like okay, so it's like this. It's like these are like giant ships docking to this circular space station. Yep. Which has a bunch of massive tubes going down out of it. Yeah. At the bottom. Okay. It's almost like a like a space needle, but actually in space. And they have these gigantic, really long rectangular long ships. Yeah, big uh, frigates kind of thing. Docking at it. Yep, and um, there's dozens in the background. Dozens yeah, there are and also dozens. just yeah behind them behind the like the four dock there are just dozens circling around it. Um, and on the sides of these ships, it, it says, says oxygen, fifty oxygen board. Oxygen board. Four oxygen board. Now, and now. One on one oxygen. Okay. Now I'm gonna have you read the narrative text. The year 2100. Each day, huge astrotankers arrive at the docking, the docking bays above the domes that cover the Luna One. Their cargo, oxygen. <laughs> so. So. Okay. Humanity. <laughs> can you point? Can you paint the paint me what what does that what does that mean, PK? <laughs> they fill ships. I wish these gigantic ships are empty. Yup. Except for oxygen. Yeah. And the, the <laughs> tubes. Okay, so yeah, they, they hook the tubes <laughs> to the ships, and the tubes go down from the space needle down to the domes and fill them with oxygen. Yep. And there are dozens of these space frigates. Huge astro tankers arrive at the docking bays above the domes. Each day. Each day, PK. What a bad way. <laughs> What a bad, bad system. <laughs> this is more offensive to me than a sidewalk that moves 500 feet a second, honestly. This is more offensive than a comic book about this, about the very, the comic book you're actually reading. This is so inefficient. This is like the most inefficient system okay, ever okay, conceived. Okay, yeah. I don't want to put a pin in this or talk about it right now. We're going to put a pin in this because okay, I have so much to... The it takes to get to the moon. <laughs> the infrastructure to build the ships. <laughs> the stations. The, the stations. The people the, loading the ships. The people unloading the ships. Where are we getting this oxygen from? Do, isn't aren't most of the trees gone on the world? Holy shit! 
There's so much wrong with this idea. Bad system. <laughs> Who thought this up? No one. They just wrote it. Um. So we have people, because we've got some perspective, like little people in like the windows of these ships. Where, if you fill a dome with oxygen, where does the carbon carbon dioxide go? Okay, I'm, I'm not. Mad. What do you What do you want from me? What do you What do you want from me? Please? Answers, what, Andy. You're not gonna get any here, bud. We oh. don't We don't come to this comic for answers. Um, one of the people is yelling out of a window. Valves locked tight, big brother. Starting transfer pumps. To which another responds on a different on the the uh, station. We imagine. Yeah. Roger, fourteen. We're ready for you. Um, and now the the panel zooms in. On like the, the the base of the needle with all the the tubes. Yeah, the, the massive tubes, and we see there's like a catwalk outside of it, so it must be like up in still in the dome because people are outside of it, right? Yeah. Um, even though it just said, clearly just said above the dome. Yeah. Um, it clearly oh, just said yeah. that in the narration. It says below the dome. It says here below beneath the dome. So maybe that thing borders on the dome. Maybe this is the dome right here. There's a dome right there. Oh, you see, that's the dome. Okay. I just noticed it now. Okay. So, well, that's something. So like the dome actually meets the the station. So the station is literally like the the peak of the, the apex of the peak of the dome. Like, yeah. With the dome. Okay. So it's like a pillar that supports the dome and sends out oxygen to to to, to court. We okay. Okay. We're gonna we're gonna make it there. Um, the uh, the, well, the point of a dome is it doesn't need support. That's because a dome. Okay, so a dome is a, is a is a great shape because it's very physically strong. Yep. Impervious to to ricochets or not to ricochets but to impacts. That's why and, igloos work. <clears throat> yeah, and they don't that, need support it, structures. It supports itself. Yeah. It doesn't need support structures because that's the point of a dome. I don't think these are support <laughs> structures. These are like ox. It says, oh, what is it? Um, yeah. Beneath the dome, skilled technicians mix the oxygen with other gases right. before sending it on to feed the homes and streets of the moon colony below. Yeah, the idea of it being a support structure was only in my imagination. But the, so these tubes coming down from this space station kind of thing at the top of the dome are meant to deposit oxygen and other gases into the Luna One atmosphere from these ships that arrive every day from space. Oxygen is a Fairly heavy gas. I mean, well, well, I mean, like the higher you go on a mountain, the less, the less oxygen there is. Yeah, yeah. The air becomes I'll thinner. There's less oxygen in 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 the atmosphere. Yeah, because it kind of sinks downward because it's got density, just like everything else. Yeah. So the higher up you are, if you're walking right outside at the top of a dome. They should have some respirators or something. So, Maybe we can't really see. They're very small. Of course, like I'm assuming, like I'm assuming like, it looks like a giant. Like octopus with the, the tubes just dumping oxygen on the, on the various cities within the dome. I mean, pretty inefficient. Seems, yeah. Seems like a pretty inefficient system. Sure does. Uh, one of the people, though, one of the little people uh, outside on the catwalk around one of the tubes is saying to someone else, <laughs> a little more pressure here on the, on the domestic supply control. And now we see, um, in our next panel, two men, both... Relatively scared, shaking, looking behind them as masked gunmen break into the room Oxygen that they're in. Robbers. It was at these mixing terminals that the raiders struck. And one guy says, Masked gunmen, run! To which one of the raiders responds, Driving boys, once we get that cylinder attached, they won't give us any trouble. Uh, and then our next panel shows them having shot a bunch of guards 
uh, one man holding his hands in the air, and they are uh, the the masked goons who are wearing like uh, kind of futuristic gas mask, yeah, full, they full hoods. They look like the guy from Daft Punk. Not Guy uh, Manuel. Yeah, they they look like the not the not the. Not the, the, the visor one, but the one the, the whole vertical the home. vertical rate one. It does yeah. look like that with some uh, circular eye holes on it. Yeah. And one of the goons is saying, "It says soon, trank gas hooked into the outlet valve, boss." To which the other guy responds, "Okay, start feeding in. Let's get moving." So. Are they gonna? Do they have a system that exports all? It 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 gives air and oxygen to everyone in the dome. But can be easy, so can be so easily broken into. It takes two guys and uh, like a human. Like you can see, there's like a, a human-sized, or maybe like a like a large gasoline tank of trank gas, and that's all it takes. That if you could just put, you could kill everyone in the dome with poisonous gas. We're gonna find out how that works out. So down below, I'm gonna have you describe this panel here and read. Uh, oh, oh wow! Yeah. Um, Brian Ballin does some good work here. I'm I'm a big fan of his now. Uh, it just shows a guy falling asleep in this bowl, like suddenly falling asleep in this bowl of cereal, just like thwomp. Yep, face first. And a lady who was washing dishes just falls down. And the the sinks overflowing. Yeah, the sinks overflowing, and there's uh, and they're like you know, in millions of homes below the the powerful trank gas took immediate effect. Oh, there's a lady sleeping. What was she doing? I can't really tell. Uh, yeah. Um, um, the cereal, however, uh, Plastiflakes. Plastiflakes, which has kind of the, a, a a face, a really disconcerting face. Yeah, on it's like, like the, it's like the sun rising over the horizon. But it's like the Japanese sun. Oh, kind it is. Of thing. It's, like, yeah, it's the eastern rising sun. And, yeah, but it was really like this really creepy smile. It's got a really disconcerting face on it. Uh, the, but the guy who was eating his cereal, whose face is just going head down into the bowl, uh, is saying. Don't know what's the matter. Suddenly come over all sleepy. Um, and now I'm going to have you read this and then start describing what we're seeing. And in the streets there was chaos. And chaos is like leaping off the fucking like square block panel. Um, and it just shows car crash after car crash. Oh my god. Yeah. There's a person walking their baby across the street getting hit by a van. Yep, yep. It is. And there's like people falling asleep on the sidewalks. This guy looks peaceful. Look at him. Yeah. He's, he's got a little guy leaning on his shoulder. But oh. clearly, I didn't think about this. The fact people are falling asleep at the wheel. Like, yeah. that's dangerous uh, as fuck. What was that show? Uh, everyone got like a sneak peek of like five months into the future. and But everyone fell asleep at the same time. And like thousands, hundreds of thousands oh, have died. Are you thinking of The Langoliers? No. By Stephen King? No. <laughs> I've never heard of Langoliers. Have you never heard of the Langoliers? No. Quit yelling Langoliers. I was gonna you. do that. I was gonna do that joke about like where we where we miscommunicate things, but you've never heard of. Oh, dude, it is okay. So Stephen King has written some good books. Uh, I haven't read that many of them, but I've seen enough of his movies. Langoliers is like the worst. It's it was made into a movie. We have to watch it sometime. Okay. But it's it's like it's terrible. I've never even heard of this. It's just bad. It's just, it's so bad. Um, yeah, I, I know of it because I watched it once on TV, and then I watched the uh, the, the nostalgia critic, the Langoliers. 
I don't know what made me fucking think of that shit. No, going to sleep. Everyone going to sleep. That's part of the movie. Uh, okay, yeah, but there was a... I, I don't know if it was Stephen King inspired, but there was a show everyone went to sleep at the same time and saw, like, nine months into the future, but everyone went to sleep at the same time. It was only for, like, a minute, but a bunch of people died because there were people at the wheel, people flying planes. Hmm. I don't know that show, though. I thought... Hmm, uh, our friend would tell us about it. It's okay. Um, our next panel, Because he was a fan. Oh, yeah. Uh, which friend is this? Uh, uh, Sean. Ah, okay. Good buddy. Good buddy of the podcast. Yeah. Um, our our next panel is a little small, and it shows the uh, the four gentlemen with their masks still on, riding in like a flying car. We can assume. Yeah. And it says the hoods moved in. Man, oh man, did you ever see anything like it? To which uh, one of the guys says, "That drink gas should keep them out for hours." Grab everything you can before it wears off. And I'll have you describe the panel that's coming up next. Uh, <laughs> it shows like people looting. They're like looting a, a bank or, or a, a store or something. Yep. <laughs> There's just carnage all around them, including a, a, a guy passing on the street, a different guy like in, that crashed into the store, and then they're both like laying across the trunk. Yep. And um, it's just chaos basically yeah and they are they are looting sacks like giant giant sacks. fucking the money sack you see the burglar with yeah of coinage yeah for some reason of coinage yeah take take at least take paper money yeah why coinage at least take jewels why is there coinage have we seen coins used in any of these comics so far it's just been credits it has been yeah you should just take Gyms are the most expensive. And, as a D, as a as a Dungeons and Dragons player, you know you always go for gems first. Yeah, yeah, they're they're the most pricey and and least weight. Yep, exactly. Um, but we see these guys are just grabbing, right? Yeah. And uh, one of them is saying, "Oh, a, a robot is like trying to like wake its uh its master." It's yeah, he's like master, master, shaking him. Uh, but one of the goons is saying, "Oh, the robots are still moving." Only the robot's still moving about. This is the easiest job we ever pulled. To which another guy responds, Shut up and keep loading! Um, this but, is a great idea, and I can't believe no one ever thought of it before. I mean, there's a first there's time no for everything. And there's no fail-safes. <laughs> oh, don't worry. They're going to get it all under control. Um, <clears throat> our next panel, though, is really cool. I like it a lot. It shows um, the couple of the goons looking out uh, into the sky, and in, in, in like... In the background, way in the back, are the hovering flying bike judges with, of course, Judge Dredd going to be in there somewhere, right? Right. One of the goons says, Look! Judges! Should have known they'd still be around! To which another goon, goon responds, They must... <laughs> I thought this would happen. Yep. They must have respirators on their helmets. Play dead! Uh, which is a smart thing. Yeah, smart that's what I would do. That's if, if everyone's asleep, pretend to be asleep. Yep. I mean, it's literally the plot for, is it Octopussy? Where they gas an entire town and rob Fort Knox? Yeah, no, that's um, um, Goldfinger. That's Goldfinger? Wait, no. Goldfinger, they're trying to, 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 they're trying to detonate uh, a bomb and make all gold radioactive to make Goldfinger's gold way more expensive. I think it might be Octopussy. Uh, I, that's one of the few scenes of a James Bond movie I've seen. That's okay. it. That's yeah, in, it. in Goldfinger, like, they go to Fort Knox and they try to, 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 make all the gold radioactive for thousands of years. Ah, so it can't be used. So it can't be used. And if, thus has no use or uh, is worth nothing for thousands of years. If only thus making the rest of the gold in the world more much valuable. more expensive. And Goldfinger, who has been, you know, gathering gold for years and years, 
will be the richest man on the planet. Unless our currency is no longer based in gold. That. <laughs> um, we, our, our next panel shows uh, the judges are, are like flying down and we have Judge Dredd and we have Judge Tex and all these judges have uh, their, um, their respirators on. Right. Judge Dredd's over here with his big cape on. Uh, judged, and we're looking down over, and there's just people like piling up. <laughs> but the Judge Tex has the first line over here. Uh, I believe it's right here. Yes. Somebody must have put that trank grass in the oxygen board's outlet system. Marshall, it's good. Something off. It's like some. You got it. It's like something out of some gold danged nightmare. Gold danged. To which another ju uh, judge responds, not Judge Dredd. <laughs> People are, people are being piled up on the on that moving sidewalk, Judge Dredd. They're being crushed. So these people we see below are were standing on a like a, an airport moving sidewalk, and then they all just pile at the end of it because they're just they unconscious. Fall yeah. Um. To which Judge Dredd responds, "Will uh, Wilco, Judge. Oh, hang on. No, where's uh? Sorry, I'll handle it. The rest of you spread out. Do what you can." And we see. Dread stopped the moving sidewalk with a bullet, and he like shoots the emergency stop. And <laughs> he's like four feet away from it. Yeah, you could have just easily just uh, reached and pulled. But like, no, I don't want to get off my bike. I gotta fly around. Um, and Dread says, "Dread to control. Get every robot emergency squad we've got onto the streets. There are thousands of casualties out here." Well, yeah, that makes sense. If everyone falls asleep. To which uh, the radio responds, "We'll call Judge Dread." And now we see, uh, we're out in the street still, Judge Dredd is like uh, yelling at a robot, and there are robots trying to wake their masters in the streets. He's yelling to one of them, You robots, forget your masters! Attach yourself to emergency squads and tell other robots to do the same. That's an order! To which the robots just simply respond, Yes, sir. And now, this is a really cool panel I want you to, like, uh, to, to describe for me, please. It's pretty cool. Oh, man, yeah. Uh, it's evocative of something. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Keep going, go ahead. You see a skyscraper with various... It's on fire. Okay, I thought something was crashing into it. No. Nope. But uh, it's it's just it's just on fire up near at the top floors. Yep. And Judge Dredd, yep. that's gotta be Judge Dredd, is flying to the, to the top of it. Uh, on his hover bike. On his hover bike. And he's saying, Drock, fire's broken out in that office block. To which someone responds uh, real close to him. Marshall, look out! From off from off panel, we can't quite see who's saying it or why. <laughs> it's, again, it's the classic after stuff is happening. Yeah, but ah, I mean, there's a fire. We've got we got car crashes. We've got sidewalks. We've got building fires. Chaos, dude. It's pretty yeah, good. Dude. It's yeah, pretty. If everyone fell asleep at the same time and stuff was still happening, it's it would be it would be anarchy. It would be chaos. It's pretty evocative of of like. I mean, we're we're jumping so quick between disasters that it ma it makes this urgency, this sense of urgency. Yeah, I do feel like on the edge. I feel anxious now. Dread. Um, he looks to his right, and there is a monorail train that has gone off the rails, coming directly for him. Monorail going too fast on that bend. It's coming off. Yeah, this is. And now the next panel just shows it crashing, like scrang, coming down. To Earth, um, and Judge Tex is looking at Judge Dredd in the background, asking him, Judge Dredd, are you okay? Yes. Dot, dot, dot. Yes, I'm okay, but the people in that building aren't. 
And now he we get like a close-up of his respirated face. Again, it's got that those vertical slits and, and it's that, very space marine like. Yeah. It's that, very that, space marine. That that distinctive design. Yeah. Uh the trouble is the people have stopped, but the machines are still going. We've got to wake them up! Get under control and find that antidote to the trank gas. Then get it up to the oxygen stations quick. And then we cut now uh, to everyone indoors. Judge Tex has like a piece of paper in his hand. He's talking to Judge Dredd. Um, and there's like they're at like a big control station. We assume somewhere in Justice HQ, right. the heart of Justice. And they're like getting a report, right? But the narrative text says. It was the late afternoon before Luna 1... Actually, I'm going to have you read the narrative text. Sorry, go okay. for it. It was the late afternoon before Luna 1 began to, res to return to normal. At Justice Central, Judge Dredd counted the cost. And Judge Tex is telling Judge Dredd... 53,000 dead and over half a million injured. The figures are still coming in. And to which resp Dredd responds, And the hoods who planned it didn't leave us one clue to follow. You can't... If someone orders that much tranquilizer gas, you can't... Like, who ordered that much tranquilizer gas? And you can't... There are no secu security cameras at your oxygen dispensary system? I mean, if... If, uh, if you think about it, right, you, you rob the moon from, like, a tanker, and you fucking leave. Like, that's it. You're, like, off-planet. There's no... There's no... Dude, this is, this is something you get fired over, Judge Dredd. Yeah. I mean, he's quit over far less... Yeah. ...in the past. Like, a guy... Lived. Challenge him and lived. <laughs> it's, it's true. Like, no! <laughs> I'm the worst. I better fake retire. <laughs> um, so, our, our next panel is one of my favorite, honestly. We're coming to the end of this issue and they haven't caught the villains yet. It's yeah. It's kind of fucked, right? This is just rough, dude. And those guys killed 53,000 people. 53,000 people inadvertently, but still killed. Um, Just for some fucking, like, they have, like, you know, $2,500 mm. in coins. The most we've had killed so far, uh, Robot Wars, they said there was a death toll of thousands, and the, uh, one of the bikers in the Mega City 5000 mentioned splattering a few thousand people. So, that's like, you know, they're, they're probably exaggerating, the bikers might be, yeah. but this is like a confirmed death toll of 53,000 people. Some math really quick. So 53,000 people dead. Uh, and they had like what? Um, half a million injured. Half a million injured. But I'm thinking, how much money did they steal? It looks like they had about five huge sacks now. Of coinage, right? Yeah, so. Well, take that back. We're gonna learn more. It's not necessarily coinage. Okay, all right. It's I'll not necessarily coinage. Let's see. Let's see. Let's see how much each life was worth to these men. Oh, it's it's. They sold about two thousand dollars in quarters. That means each life was worth about. <laughs> well, each guy was worth about a nickel. About half a penny. Um, this next panel is one of my favorite. It features Judge Dredd, and it's a profile shot of him. Yeah. But it's literally this giant vertical... It takes up the whole page, this vertical panel. It does. And it's so cool. It shows the eagle on his pauldron. The, he's got um, his head bowed and, like... Yeah, just the, the, that solemn grimace on his face. Yeah. Um, the biggest disaster in the moon's history, and the men who did it are going to get away scot-free! Biggest disaster in the moon's history. So this is the first time something like this has ever happened. Like this is like wow. This is one of the biggest disasters or the biggest disaster in the moon's history. Um, our next panel, we cut away to the four goons, um, to which they have a table of like jewels, gems, oh, all kinds okay. of jewelry. 
It's clear that they went for the jewels. They no, did the smart they thing. They were smart. They weren't stealing coins. They probably were hitting up a jewels, a jewelry store of some that's, kind. That's what you want to do, yeah. And we don't know where they are. That's what GTA Five taught me. GTA Five, you can rob. Oh yeah, I guess jewels like are the, more the first heist in the in the single player. Yep, yep. You rob a jewelry store. Yep. Yeah. Um, this so and they also use trink gas to knock everyone in the jewel store out. This is also true. I remember that. Um, what if they got that from Judge Dredd? Uh, our narrative text, however, leaves a little bit to be desired. Desired. Um, the art is great, but the, the <laughs> well, it's not that the narrative text is bad. It's that. It, I'll, you'll see. Alright. And it's not that long. Narrative text says, At that moment, in another part of the city. So the goons stayed on Mega City, on, on Luna City 1. They didn't yeah, leave. Yeah, you, well, you hide, we, you know. Maybe getting a spaceship when it's too high profile. Yeah, you don't want to leave the moon right after, well, there might be a bunch of people leaving the moon right after a disaster, so it might be a good time to do it. But you also want to lay low for a little bit. You Let want the heat to, blow over? Yeah, just for a minute. Okay. And hide where they at least expect you, right? Under their noses. Hide in the bank where you committed the crime. <laughs> that was Inside Man. That was a movie. That happened. Never saw that movie. Oh, it was a Spike Lee movie. It was okay. Okay. I, only, I think the only Spike Lee movie I've ever seen is Do the Right Thing. Oh, and 25th watched... Hour is the best Spike Lee joint. Really? Yeah, I highly recommend watching it. I'll check that out sometime. Um, but these goons... Are all like one of them is like pouring his finger, like pouring the, like the jewels through his fingers. Well, yeah, that's what I would do if I had a pile of jewels. I would definitely pick them, like drop them on each other. Another guy has just his arms thrown wide, gawking at this giant pile of treasure. I'd wear, woohoo, every, we're rich. I'd wear every necklace and ring I could get my hands on. Oh god! And the boss, it seems, is taking off his gas mask while another guy locks the door. Uh, they're presumably like just arriving home. Yeah. Much. Um, with all their boot and uh, their booty, and uh, the judge—the not the judge—the the boss is saying to one of his mooks, "Lock that door, lunk. We don't want anyone bursting in on us while we're counting the loot." Um, and he continues in the next uh, in the next panel. It's the biggest killing that's ever been made, boys. And the beauty of it—the beauty of it is—no one can ever touch us for it. To which one of the mooks uh, or lunks responds. The view phone! Quick, cover the loot! Um, so we see, like, a bleep as, like, uh, a... A, a, yeah, a a television phone. uh, Yeah, like a a video conference phone, I think, comes up. Uh, and a robot comes on the screen, and the four men have now, like, a blanket over top of most of the treasure. Right. And they're standing in front of it, arms behind their backs, very innocently. We need to draw And, uh, the, the robot has the words oxygen board printed across its chest, which, if you recall, was written on the outside of the Strato station or whatever right. that was pumping oxygen down. Um, so the, this the thing at the edge of the dome, yeah. at the top of the dome. Um, and the robot is saying to them... That's a creepy face. It is a creep. It's very it's very too happy. Yeah, there's a big, wide grin on it that's just forced. Uh, it is saying to uh, the, the goons, Good afternoon, Mr. Smith. I am your payment control robot at the oxygen board... I have been trying to reach you all day, to which the uh, the uh, chief or the the leader responds. I uh been out on a job and uh, uh... <laughs> and we cut closer to the the creepy face of the robot saying, "It has come to my attention that your oxygen bill is now two months overdue, so I'm afraid I'm going to have to terminate your supply, Mr. Smith." To <laughs> to which he res- to which he responds, <laughs> terminate. You mean cut me off, but 
But you can't! And now we see the oxygen, there's an oxygen board, like, vent. There's like a vent, yeah, on the wall. And all the guys are looking up at it like, <gasps> kind of like really worried, and the robot is saying, I can and I will, Mr. Smith. The air in your rooms is now being extracted through the oximeter. Oximeter? And, and he says... Oximeter? I gotta put on oximeter, I didn't put that one down. Oh, it's not a, it's not a... He, he's sucking the air out! So, yeah. What? Go ahead, keep reading. I gotta write down oximeter on, on the technology. <laughs> I hope, and the, the next panel is just like them still all staring at, staring at the TV, just like jaw dropping, like, just flabbergasted. I hope this will serve as a lesson to you, Mr. Smith. Your oxygen, your oxygen can be restored by payment of a, of all money owed at the oxygen board showroom. Good afternoon. So, the robot is just going to automatically cut off their oxygen supply because they didn't pay their ga their gas bill. Uh, and one of the guys is saying, "Got to got to get out of here. Lunk the key. Where'd you put the damn? Where'd you put the key?" Uh. I don't know, boss. I guess I, I must have dro dropped it on the loot. Oh my god! And if, no. If you look back on that previous uh, panel, oh, he's holding the key in his hand, and it's right near the loot when the when the phone rings. Oh my god! So they drop the the key in the loot, and now we just see hands going through the loot, yeah, like looking digging for the key. through it. Um, and the the boss is saying, "In the loot, hell, we'll we'll never find it." C can't breathe. And that's the guy that that he's choking it. Like that face is like oh, he's like face is all puckered. He's grabbing it at his throat and he goes, "God damn oxygen board!" And I'll have you describe the artwork for our final panel here. Oh my God, Jesus. Yep. Uh, <laughs> it shows uh, uh, Judge Tex and 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 Judge Marshall Dread kneeling over the the dead bodies and the the piles and piles of money. These guys are dead on top of their treasure Yeah, like board. one guy's clawing at the door. Yep. And the other guy's like clawing, like digging through the pile of money. And the other guy just like fell over. And there's a giant hole in the wall. I guess that's how they got in? Possibly. Uh, um, and it says, they found the men three days later, lying dead amongst their spoils. And Judge Tex has removed his hat in a rare gesture and put oh, it over yeah, his heart. That's what his hair looks like. And uh, he is saying to Judge Dredd, Well! Guess we got them train gas raiders after all, Marshal. The oxygen board executed them for us. And Judge Dredd responds, Not executed, Tex. Cut off. It sure pays to keep your gas bills up to date. And last but not least, we have another like little uh, like pop-out, not pop-out, but little narrative block text. Uh, and I'm going to have you read this one. It's the very bottom, at the very end of the comic. It's the last word. A smart man can beat the law, but baby, only a fool bucks the oxygen board. Oh, you were saying. And that ends issue 56, the oxygen board. Bruh. So, we got some shit to talk about. Whoa. There's so much happening here. Um, First off, settings and places. The docking bays above Luna Colony 1, of which we can only assume there are several, as this one is named Station Delta. Yeah. So, assumedly, there are multiple stations over Alpha, different domes. Alpha, Beta, Gamma, Delta. Yeah. We assume that there are, are other stations above other domes, because we know there are multiple domes. Yeah. We saw that on our entrance, on Judge Dredd's entrance to the moon. Do you think there are multiple 
stations per dome, or do you think each dome has its own station? I think each dome would probably have a station. Yeah, I, think. I, think, I can't think of a reason why each dome would need multiple stations. You just need one at the apex of the, of the dome, and that's yeah, it, right? The, yeah. <clears throat> we also travel to the streets of Luna City 1, where there is pandemonium happening, and we also get to visit the Lawbreaker's apartment on Luna 1, uh, of where we do not know which... Uh, or we, of where we don't know exactly where it is in, in the city. Right. Uh, it's across town from Justin HQ. We, it just says somewhere else oh, in the city. Oh, it just says somewhere else in town. You're yeah. right. So we don't really know where they're at specifically, but we assume they're in Luna City. Right. Um, characters, Mr. Smith is the name of one of our bad guys, which we can assume might be... be an alias? It might be an alias. Uh, yeah. Uh, but at least we're given one of the names of our four lawbreakers. Uh, items and technology of note. We have a moving sidewalk on Luna 1. No! No more moving sidewalk! <laughs> but it isn't a walk-easy that if, travels at 500 feet a fucking second. Dude, if, if the walk-easy, people sleep on the walk-easy, millions dead. Dead, millions. It just, uh, turns out, it turns everyone into meat, basically. Um, just. Maybe that technology got shelved after the antique car heist God, I issue. Hope so. I really hope so. No one needs to move that fast. Nothing should be open You're and allowed. Faster than a car. It's so bad. Um, we the, also the G force alone must hurt. We we've gone over this, PK. We're assuming it's not. We're gonna not think about it. We're gonna <laughs> I think about it every day in my nightmares. Andy. So bad. Um, items technology. Also, judges employ robot emergency squads to help mitigate disasters. A good idea if a uh, tranquilizer gas comes through something that only affects humans that breathe oxygen. I was thinking this is kind of weird, but then I remember uh, during Elvis we had like a, a fire truck that was automated, you know? Yeah. So it makes have, sense that we have automated emergency vehicles and stuff like that. We have Judge Dredd, uh... Was, it, was there ever an automated ambulance? No. No. Those are no, all piloted by people. Yeah, those were all piloted. That's interesting that you mentioned that. I was just thinking about that because we had the Wreath murderers were both uh, medics. Medics, yeah. For uh, automedics, basically. Yeah. So it's interesting. Um, you would think that uh, robot emergency squads would be more common you to be think. seen. Because we've had a lot of emergencies. Can. I mean, why ever have people do be firemen when you can have... A robot with the intelligence of a man do it for you. I don't know. I don't know. It's kind of one of those things that shows up and then never really makes its light of day seen again. Perhaps. I don't really know. I've only gotten so far. Uh, last but not least, we have the oximeter, which reads the level of oxygen in a room. Oximeter. It's not It's not hyphenated, not so hyphenated, it doesn't but... follow the convention, but it's pretty close. Yeah. Um, terrible slang, made-up words, judged red one-liners. Lunk... Which is short for Lunkhead, a slow-witted person. Oh, what was that That old old sitcom? Uh, uh, Archie Bunker. All, all in the family. All in the family. Is it? Did he call the guy Lunkhead? Something I have like no that. clue. Meathead. It was Meathead. Okay. Uh, I, I, I've never watched My grandpa before. used to love that show because he was kind of a racist. Hey! Uh, terrible slang also is my favorite line in this episode is it sure pays to keep your gas bills up to date. <laughs> so it's like, do you need to have the stupid one liner? Like Judge Dredd, he's been just suffocated to death. Do you have to mock them? Um, and then the last one here. It'd be better if he was never born. <laughs> Thanks, Judge Dredd. We appreciate the one liner. Um, oh, welcome. And then a smart man can beat the law, but baby only a fool books the oxygen board. Which is like an, it's kind of an old westy scent. Oh, baby, no one bucks the ox. Yeah, yeah, baby, no one. Yeah, yeah. It's kind of a western, it, but yeah. not really. 
So it's interesting that they would have it like that, because that's more... I, I think of, like, the old Superman cartoon. Like, there was one episode of the old Superman cartoon where there was, like, a crossover between Superman and Batman before Justice League. Oh, God. And, like, Lex Luthor and the Joker were... Te- no, 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 I'm getting episodes confused. <laughs> but there was an episode where Joker inherited, like, a million dollars from, like, a dead relative in the, in the Batman cartoon. And, like... He's like, I may fight Batman uh, regularly, but I'd be, I'd be crazy to battle the IRS. Talking about if he was gonna like not pay taxes on his inheritance. Oh my god, it's it's almost as bad as like I may be a might be a, a psychotic lunatic, but I'm an American psychotic lunatic. <laughs> he kicks a Nazi in the nuts. Like what? <laughs> Never mind that he did that. Like it, it, you know, in death death in the family in yeah. the eighties. Joker was the Ayatollah Khomeini for a little bit. What? Yeah. What is this? Oh, I didn't even want to say what you said. Joker was Ayat- the Ayatollah Khomeini of Iran. I don't... What's the Ayatollah Khomeini? It's like a religious leader of... Or... or it's either a religious leader or a government figure, and I don't think that... I don't think the two are that separate over there. No, it's, it's more of a theocracy, right? Yeah. That's fucked up. That's why they were in the Middle East when Jason Todd exploded. I didn't know that happened in the Middle East. Sure did, because Joker was the Ayatollah Khomeini. That's a that's much less. Uh, yeah, you can see why in in like when they redo the story, like in movies and stuff, they kind of sh- they gloss thing. over the whole that's Iran. One of my favorite things that when they re-release a story, uh, like in a, to a different medium, they will like shave off ridiculous parts of the story, like uh, Peter Parker wrestling uh, <laughs> a man for money and. In an amateur wrestling contest. Yeah, uh, like just like you take a famous story and you adapt it, mm-hmm. like like Death of the Family or Death in the Family. Death of the Family is a different story. <laughs> but you just keep, and like Death in the Eternal Superman, they're gonna get rid of the because in the in the animated version, in the comic book at this point in time, Lex Luthor had de-aged himself young somehow, and had like long flowing red hair. Oh my god! And was like muscular and and was pre- pretending to be his own son. <sighs> but in the animated version, they got rid of that because, like, okay, we can get rid of some of the ridiculous stuff that was running at the same time in the comic. But they brought it back for Batman v Superman with Jesse Eisenberg because he had long, flowing hair. Yeah, but he, it was. Trust me, you look at this Lex Luthor. <laughs> you look at Lex Luthor in Death and Trans Superman, and he looks. It's much worse. He's like wearing this pirate blouse. Oh, like, like Fabio? Yeah, he's like chiseled. His hair goes like down to his, his ankle. Oh, like, like his knees. Oh, no. And it's, he's like, he had somehow de-aged himself and was pretending to get out of crimes that he committed. He was pretending to be his own son. I... But that's left out of different versions of the story because, wow, stupid, shut up. I mean, think of like the origin of Lex Luthor is he, Superman made him lose his hair and he got angry at him. Like that's, that's, <laughs> yeah. that's the whole origin. That is... Like, one of the pre-crisis origins. Yeah. It's pretty bad. So, I gotta get mad about something. Yeah. World building. Right out of the gate, we learned that every day, colossal astro-tankers are being shipped from Earth to the moon. This is ridiculous. This is uh, a bad way to do this. Apparently, from the amount of ships shown, Megacity, or at least humanity, has its own fucking space fleet. But the biggest question here is definitely, why are we shipping oxygen to the moon? We could be doing uh, terraforming. Not only is this ridiculous when you consider that every day, giant spaceships are launched with nothing but air inside, 
with the <laughs> amount of fuel required to do so, especially when we know that gasoline slash petrol, oil, and electricity are the still primary sources of, of power. Yeah, because we're watching Powered by Oil. Kobe Kent references this multiple times. It is madness. And on top of that, there were fucking atomic wars on Earth. I can only imagine that most of the world is a desert wasteland. So it, if there were atomic wars, that means we have to have atomic energy. But also, but we're not using that. But to also, power the ships. We don't know. We don't, I mean, we don't know if they're not powering the ships with atomic energy. But we know that like they're still using fossil fuels, and we know that like the atomic wars have happened. There's probably. I mean, we know that the outside of Mega City One's like a wasteland. Air is a precious commodity. Yeah, we're just sending Mega it City to the moon. Was domed, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. It's at least it's domed in in the early episodes we saw with the Brotherhood of Darkness, right? Yeah. So, I mean... Where are they getting their oxygen? I guess we don't see many plants, but they have to be some, right? That, we did see that lady growing brain blooms. Mm. So there is, there is a, a, like, agriculture being done, probably on a mass scale, but that's still, that means you are, like, producing oxygen as, like, this is, like, a main thing we have to make, and we're shipping it to the moon? Like... How how are we justifying every sending... Every dome on the moon, and, and some domes are owned by different countries. Yep, yep. As we've seen during the Moon Olympics. Yep, yep. The Luna Olympics. Luna saying. Olympics, yep. So that means each nation, unless one nation is like being nice to the other nations, is supplying their own colonies with oxygen and... Yeah. Unless it's privatized, and there's a private business shipping... Uh, you know what? We don't... It's... It's... Why don't they grow some fucking trees? Why, <laughs> why Why? don't they grow some fucking trees? We have CO2, we have people breathing. Grow some fucking trees. Yeah. Ship dirt to the Ship moon. Ship dirt to the moon. You only to do it one time. Once. And some seeds. Yeah. And grow some fucking trees. Holy shit. <laughs> I was so irrationally angry at this. Like It's a bad system. Your ship... There's dozens. Dozens of these massive frigates. These astro tankers. Empty. And here's the kicker. Here's the kicker. They supposedly, supposedly, that's a joke from friends. Supposedly, they have this, they wrote the story because they have an oxygen transfer center. Yeah. They wanted that to be the central focus of the story because they wanted to have them. But they could still have done that and still have like, oh, this is the greenhouse area where all the oxygen is sent yeah. to various. They didn't have to have ships involved. No, they didn't have to show that ships are sent to the moon. Oxygen, is, oxygen can be unpure. If like one ship was actually accidentally poisonous, that could be thousands of de dead. Well, they do analyze it. They said and, and like adjust the levels and stuff and add different gases to okay, it. Okay, so there true. is some science to it, which is good. We also, we also now have. We've talked about this before. Space travel in, in the megaverse, right? Yeah. TM. Uh, space travel. We've talked about. There is uh, like. What's it called? Um, um, like vacation. What's it called? Uh, oh yeah, they were like, uh, um, uh, yeah, fucking like day trips or or, or uh, day trips to Venus and Mars and stuff like yeah, that, right? Yeah, and, and so we talk about commercial. There is commercial. Com there is commercial space travel. Yes. In this dystopian future, uh, and now we see giant astro tankers. So there is some life off planet. Yeah. Which is good. There are definitely. On other planets, yeah, and, and off of Earth and the Moon, yeah. They're, they're talking about a space colony, like they're trying to build close to the sun, 
for uh, studying like solar energy or something. Yeah, there was they want they sent a probe to the sun. They sent a gorilla to the sun. They did a instead gorilla. of a monkey. <laughs> so bad. World building. We also have oh this is more of an item of notice, but uh, plastiflakes. It sticks to our naming convention, but holy crap. Don't we've, eat plastic. We've had synthamarge, we've had synthacaf, now plastiflakes? Synthacaf? This is such an on-brand gag, though, right? Yeah, like, it all, is. All, also, the sun on the cover looks like the Japanese flag. It does. Perhaps it's imported from the Japan Isles? Because we've had them mentioned before. It's true. It's very Japan-looking. Japan, uh, Japan um, but it's like an on-brand joke, like plastiflakes. Plast we're eating plastic in the future. Yeah. Um, which, don't eat plastic, viewers. It's bad for you. But you can It'll... drink bleach to get rid of the corona. Our president said it's fine. Holy it's shit. Stop, stop, stop. <laughs> we live in a fucking dystopic nightmare. Um, <laughs> when Judge Dredd issues orders to an uncon unconscious civilian's robot... Don't drink bleach either. It, oh, yeah, I forgot to mention that, yeah. Uh, <laughs> it accepts... Uh, the, the robot accepts these orders immediately. Do judges have some kind of priority override within the higher hardwiring of all robots that allows them to be like instantly deputized? That makes sense, and we also have voice analyzers. Or is this just the free will of a robot choosing to abandon its master and help the greater good? Um, like robots are fickle at best. We've noticed. Yeah, we know the three laws of robotics are a thing. Kind of. Not the three laws as we know them, but three strange laws. Yeah. They're, they're kind of used fast and loose once during the Robot Wars, and that's it. Uh, so, we'll see if those ever make a return. We don't know. Um, we also have a fire in an office block, they mentioned. Yeah, they mentioned an office block. Which is a thing from our world. Office blocks is a term from our world. Yeah. But we know that Mega Blocks existed at least in the 2012 Judge Dredd movie, Dredd. Um, so, my question is, is this our first hint of Mega Blocks? coming about. I hope so, because the blocks are a great concept. I mean, giant, enclosed, just super dense, super urban... Communities. It's I super cool. Stuff. I I really hope that there's, like, a mega block in Mega City 2077, or, uh, Mega City, in Cyberpunk 2077, so, or something yeah, similar. I, I played I played the Deus Ex games, and, like, like the the density of, of like, you go to, like, uh, you go to, like, a Hing Shao, which is, like, a... a I think it's supposed to be like Hong Kong. Okay. But it's like a, like a fictional Hong Kong. Yeah. And like Night like, City. Yeah. And it's just, all everything is so dense. They're like capsule hotels. And yep. it's very Ca mega block. Wow. It's capsule hotel rooms? Yeah. That's straight up from, uh, that is straight up from, what's the, not do androids dream of electric sheep, but it's from Neuromancer. Yeah. They also, they exist in the real world. Capsule hotels. Like, yeah. Really? Yeah. You like rent a mortgage drawer, basically? Yeah. That's fucked up. It's pretty fucking cool shit. That's fucking crazy. I didn't know it was a real thing. Yeah. Um, but I hope to see Mega Blocks sometime in our future. Yeah, dude, I want to play. I want to play Cyberpunk pretty bad. <laughs> I want We're... Mega Blocks. I want that super dense, that super dense shoulder to shoulder feeling you get from DMX does it so good because I just felt like there are people everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> um, I wonder how that game holds up to time. I uh, uh the I put. I highly recommend playing uh, Human Revolution and uh, Mankind Divided. You don't have to the, play the previous ones? I would say play the first one. Skip Invisible War. Don't okay. play Invisible No one actually play, ever played Dance Invisible War. <laughs> no one. It's not as bad as I remember it being, but it's still not as good as the other ones. Okay, that's fair. It's kind of the, the Bioshock 2 of the family. Yeah! 
Yeah. Or the or the Dark Souls two of the family. I I bought it on Steam. I was like, oh man, I'm gonna play all the Deus Ex games. I went back to Deus Ex one. Like, oh, this game is great. I love Deus Ex one. And with Deus Ex two, I'm like, oh, I'm very this. I'm gonna hate this. And I'm like, it's not as bad as like you know. All right, all right. Um, but Deus Ex three and four. Ooh. Good stuff. Yeah. What platform was that? PS3 or PlayStation 2? Uh, I played it on PS3 and PS4. Oh, on PS4. Yeah. I'll yeah. Have to check that out sometime. Maybe. Yeah, Mankind Divided is definitely on PS4. Okay. Um, moving th- through our world building, if we can, real quick. Yeah. The Oxygen Board is apparently a robotic entity that charges for oxygen. Um, Which means if you don't pay your gas bills, you die. Yeah. This, that's very dystopian. Does, is there a movie that, that you think of? And this comes, this term comes to mind, or this concept of paying for your oxygen. Uh, not one that comes to the top of my head. Because there's one that came to my mind. Uh, it is. It's like a Futurama joke. I feel like this is before the 1990 movie Total Recall, featuring Arnold Schwarzenegger, which features a very similar plot mechanic of charging uh, for air on an inhospitable uh, planet slash moon or planetoid. Um, are they on Mars in Total Recall? They are on Mars, they yeah. They are on Mars. Uh, Mars. <laughs> uh, two, two weeks. Start the reactor, Wade! Two weeks. Um, <laughs> this comic was released in 1978, a full 12 years before that movie came out, which is interesting. Yeah. That that kind of... Uh, I don't know if the, the idea of charging people for oxygen had been used before or not, but it's, it's a novel idea and it's pretty fucked up. Um, we should watch Total Recall. When they started, bu- the side old note, one. the old one's really fun. Um, side note, I never seen the new one. Uh, I seen clips of it. it. Doesn't seem terrible. Colin Farrell's good. Um, he is good. But uh, side note, concerning selling uh, oxygen, when I was young, I used to drink water from the tap, as we all used to, from, and from the garden hose because it was good, actually, wa- actually good water. I they, still do. They cleaned it properly, um, but not not everywhere does that though. Yeah, that's um, true. But the. Uh, when they started selling bo- uh, water, water in bottles, my uh, my only thought was, they're gonna start selling air in bottles at some point in time. And sure enough, in fucking China, they're doing that shit because of the air is so bad. Uh, the air is so polluted and bad. Yep. Um, we're in the we're in the dystopia. Yeah, I think we're we're in the Lorax. Mm-hmm. Did you the Lorax movie? I've never seen the Lorax. They sell air in bottles. Really? Yeah. I that. That's strangely topical. I would not have guessed that. I knew it was about uh, pollution, but I didn't know it was. Oh yeah, the it's. Uh, I like the new Lorax Dan DeVito and Ed Helms. It's a little water because I used to watch. Well, used to love the the, the old animated version I, re- I saw as a kid. Um, it was very poignant and, and fucking a little brutal. And the <laughs> new one's a little watered down, a little nicey nice. Made for kids. Yeah, but. As a kid, I was I, I was pretty, pretty environmentalist because of the Lorax. The, the the one book that made me an environmentalist was Cloudy with a Chance of Beatballs, which is a great book and an amazing movie. I didn't know it had an environmentalist message to it. It doesn't at all. It's, but it's about the environment and fucking with shit. Okay. And I appreciated it. Uh, our body count and the careless manner in which people die quickly is becoming a staple of this comic. Uh, is this a gr- look at the grim future of the megaverse? I heard in the grim future there's only war. So, God damn you! More? <laughs> can we make it? Can we make it through an episode of this podcast without referencing 40k? No, I love Warhammer 40,000. It's okay. It's all right. Our death count this issue: 53,004. 
Right, because well, uh, because <laughs> fifty-three thousand are confirmed uh, dead in the chaos of the Trank gas, and the numbers were still coming in. Yeah, that is a couple, like probably a couple uh, of uh, hours, half or two thirds of the final number. Yeah, but that's what our confirmed number is: half a million injured. This gives us the largest body count so far by a very wide margin. Yeah. Um, like I said, I think that number is only going to grow exponentially over time. Um, Lots of people die. Mega City One. <clears throat> it's because it starts out like so. Things start. It's very campy and very like. Yeah, cheesy. but then things get dark really quick and darker even quicker. And I like it. I mean, I do too. But it's so weird. Like I just imagine being in the universe and like some arbitrary amount of times like life sucks. Life really sucks. <laughs> Holy shit, dude! Has anyone noticed the last 40 years have been the worst? Why did something suddenly start happening? Well, I think it's very much mimicking our own, like, our own present the last four years have been... <laughs> the, the last four years have been the longest 40 years of my life. Yeah, um, it's been tough. It's been a rough time. Um, uh, which I'll have to bring up in our beginning of our next episode. Uh, I will have to bring up beginning of our next episode, uh, or beginning of our next issue, actually. Um, oh boy! But last but not least, our four lawbreakers also die asphyxiated by the oxygen board before they can even spend the loot that they've stolen. So it's very poetic justice kind of thing. Yeah, they died the way they killed everyone. Uh, and, lack of ox well oxygen-related deaths. Yeah, it's it's irony. It's you irony, know, and it's it's Pretty got weird. a poetic justice to it. Um, pay your gas bills. You gotta pay your gas bills on time. Um, and that is all I have down for issue 56, the oxygen board. Is there anything else you want to bring up about it? Uh, just the stupidity of shipping crates, gigantic freighter-sized spaceships a to the fleet. What? If, if, a more practical solution, a more practical but still a really stupid solution <laughs> Okay. would be some kind of... Giant tube. Giant tube. But the <laughs> Earth rotates the moon, so I, I got nothing. I it's, got nothing. Yeah. I'm gonna get some water from the fridge. You go do that. I'm gonna pause this real quick. Cause I'm really mad. I. It's ridiculous, dude. Okay. Issue 57, The Full Earth Crimes. Um... Our Are issue, we approaching Judge Dredd's last day on the moon? This is Judge Dredd's last day on the moon. I thought about it. I think I know how he's going to spend his last day on the moon. I want to hear your. I want to hear your suspicions. He's going to He's going to get an autograph, and he's going to like go around and try to everyone sign an autograph, just like standard senior graduation stuff. That, oh, he's going to oh. try and get laid. Oh, um, dang, that's going a different direction than I thought. Become the prom king. He's going to be the prom king of the moon. Yeah. Okay. Um, that's an idea. If you had a if you had a serious guess, uh, he spent a lot of time. He's like the moon is a lawless land, so I think he's gonna try and maybe have a legacy for himself and install, make sure the next and inform the next judge that law must be maintained. And it might be like a training day episode. That'd be interesting. That'd be interesting. That's an interesting way of thinking about it. Uh, let's see how close you get, shall we? Yeah. Uh, I'm gonna have you describe. Our first panel here, which is a long vertical panel. What the fuck am I looking at? <laughs> it's just a guy and like a... Uh, uh, oh, sorry. Our script is by John Howard Wagner, artist Brian Bolland, and letters by Steve Potter, our first time with him. Okay. Uh, go ahead and describe what we're looking at, PK. This guy, clearly distressed on the edge of a skyscraper, under construction, it looks like. Yep. And it's just, you know, you can see down for, for thousands and thousands of feet. It's... it's and there's an elevated highway below and everything, so you 
it's this, the perspective is a dome down there. Yeah. The perspective is it's very high up, and yep. he's about to commit suicide. And he's saying, I can't take anymore. I'm gonna throw myself off. I'm gonna have you read for dread, okay? Because our next panel is really? a giant close-up of dread. Oh God! Uh, and he's yelling to that citizen. <laughs> okay, you can do it. So you see in dread, dread, dread's uh, visor, visor yep. the reflection of the man who's about to commit suicide. Mm -hmm. Mind you, this man is about to is, voluntarily kill himself. He says, "Don't do it, citizen. Littering the streets is an offense." Welcome to the last day on the moon. Littering the streets is an offense. Littering the streets. Um, and we see now Judge Dredd swooping in. The man has jumped. Ah! And Dredd is swooping in on his on his hover bike. Drocken Leaper! Yeah. Drock being our replacement for the word fuck. fuck. Yeah. So he's fucking Leaper. He's upset with Committing this guy. Maybe that's what he's, the last thing this movie wants to make sure there's no crime whatsoever. Like, a completely crimeless day. We'll find out how close you are to that. Uh, our next panel shows Judge Dredd having caught the man in his arms. Ugh, caught him. As he, like, is going, like, hands-free, catching him in, in his arms on the bike. Or not, not like, no crime committed, but no no crimes fulfilled or whatever. Like, he catches each... Per he he stops each crime. Yeah. Okay. Um, we'll see how close he comes. Or at least comes. catches each perpetrator. Um, when Dredd landed, we see him with the, uh, the poor distressed man sitting on the ground, head in his hands, and kind of a... Aw, shucks. Look on his face. I didn't get to die. Dred's pointing at him angrily, and there's a young woman um, who's, like, putting her shoulder on, a hand on sh Dred's shoulder, like, like holding him back for yeah. a second. Like, oh, like, hold me back. Don't let me get it. And uh, it says, when Dred landed, your actions constitute a public nuisance, citizen. I sentence you to 90 days penal servitude. To which the young lady responds to him. You, you can't do that, Judge Dredd. Can't you see this man is disturbed? He's going to sentence the suicidal man. 90 days. Penal servitude. Um, is that like, that's like the road crew where they were building? Yeah, probably out working on the dome. Um, our next panel shows Judge Dredd, uh, hand on his hip, cape billowing behind him, pointing casually at the young lady. And the young lady is like like sheltering the, the poor disturbed man who has his hands over his face and head. The prison psychs will deal with that, lady. My job is upholding the law. You're fined 2,000 credits for attempting to obstruct justice. Jesus. But, but that's monstrous. 4,000 credits. <laughs> Any, anything else to say, lady? He's being a real hard ass today. He's being a real... I, I want to bring up that currently in America, we are having a very hard bad problem with militarized police and this judge dread is meant to be a a parody, parody of of the militarized police of the US it's that taken to an extreme yeah and we i can't help but draw very dark parallels to our modern day which is where people of color or people of minorities or just anyone is being killed by the police with no repercussions. But people back. of color and minorities at a far higher rate. At a far higher rate. And there and most importantly, even more than that, is that there are no repercussions for these actions. The the policemen in question are acting as judge, jury, and executioner. Um, which is 
meant to be what Judge Dredd originally was supposed to be. He was supposed to be Judge Dredd. Executioner. Yeah, that's that's um, like a, a subtitle or whatever. Yeah, but we have never really seen that. That's true. We've only seen him like stop crimes and go to jail. We've never seen him execute someone. Like uh, yeah. straight up issue death. You know, only in like instances where an actual police officer under fire or threat of death has he actually killed someone. Yeah. He's never said, oh, your crime was so terrible, I'm willing to kill you for this. Yeah. So, we'll see how that plays out in the next episode of the podcast. But it, I had to bring up the fact that this is, uh, for the time that this is being released and the time we're recording this, uh, there's some dark is, parallels. Yeah, some dark parallels. Um, so, that out of the way, we can move on. Yes. Um, our next panel shows... Uh, I'm going to have you describe this next panel, but uh, uh, I'm going to read the narrative text real quick. Dread handcuffed the two offenders to a holding post, and, uh... <laughs> the lady who's like, you can't do that. Yup. <laughs> and radioed instructions to control. So go ahead, describe what this panel looks like, what's going on here. Uh, oh okay. my god. Uh-huh. There we see... <laughs> we see... Uh, I think that's the man one back there. Yup. I guess this is some weird... Here. Yeah, those two. Yep. Uh, this is some weird city cityscape art. It's yep. very futuristic. Um, and they're just like like old medieval timey like torture dungeon handcuffs. Yeah, the yeah, like like nailed to the wall or whatever. Not nailed, but hand like, handcuffed to the wall. To the wall. Arms above their head on like a pillar in the middle of town. Yeah, this is Justice Department like written on the pillar. Yeah, and there's people like looking at them just like. Yeah. And Judge Dredd's zooming away on his uh, hover bike. Yeah. One of the people is re uh, remarking to someone else. Boy, Judge Dredd must have got up on the wrong side of the bed this morning. To which the other person responds, Nope, he's always like that. <laughs> someone else. Nope, uh, he's always <laughs> like that. Dude, can you imagine my job? Someone else is like. like a police officer saying that too. Yeah. <laughs> Oh yeah, it's it's a or at least it's a helmeted guy with the word "sai" uh, S A I yeah. on his like helmet. Sunglasses on a helmet. I thought he was a police officer. He could just be a weird dude. Could be. He's the toughest judge on Luna One. Uh, he just gave a woman four thousand credits fine for uh, not not obstructing justice, attempting to obstruct justice. Which, to be fair, uh, that's like uh, that's it's a common thing nowadays where it's like. Uh, you know, you attempt you are you are obstructing justice, or what's the what's the thing? You are resisting arrest. Oh, resisting like, arrest. You're you are you're, you're only resisting. Your only charge is resisting arrest. Your only charge, where it's like, what was the arrest for? Arrest for, uh, yeah, a lot of that happens. Um, modern day dystopia, man. Uh, our next panel shows Judge Dredd on his bike, looking down over like a highway, um, and he is thinking to himself. Start letting the little crimes go, and before you know it, they think they can get away with murder. Nobody is above the law. Those three guys almost got away with murder. Murder of 53,000. Four guys. Four guys. And they technically did get away with that. Yeah, they got stopped by something completely unrelated. Yeah. Not completely unrelated. And it wasn't stopped. They killed those people. Um, and now we see Judge Dredd, he's commenting, Drocket, Slowster in the fast lane. A slowster in the fast lane. A slowster? A slowster. Do you think Lance Dredd is so mad right now because he didn't catch those four guys? Like, they got caught by something unrelated, and now he's like, gotta buckle way, way down? We don't really know, for context, how long it's been since the last True. issue. 
Um, but we're said that said that dread ages in real time, right? So maybe it has been only a week, perhaps. Yeah. Um, perhaps. So it's like he feels that failure, like the worst catastrophe on the moon happened under, under his, his watch. watch. Yeah. So now he has to, he's like, I'm furious. Possibly. Like if this if this were like an, a, a a TV show or something, and like I would think that if there was like the pre the next episode, the previous repercussions would be. This yeah. is him being hard on himself. It makes sense, yeah. Yeah. It totally follows. Um, well, we'll find out how close you are. Okay. Uh, we see Judge Dredd pointing, has pulled over next to, or pulled over a vehicle, Ooh. and is like doing the pointing, shaking finger, yelling at someone who's this driving. Weak chinned individual. This is a person in the back seat wearing like a helmet, right? Uh, but the drivers are up here. Okay. And he's saying to them, You're doing 95 in a 100 zone, citizen. Let's see your license. And we can see a big thing that says 100 miles per hour mi minimum on a sign. Oh, my God. And uh, one of the uh, people who's in the front seat is saying, Heck, Judge, I was only five miles per hour under the limit. And Judge Dredd... That uh, Yeah, I don't know who this person is, but we'll actually we'll learn a little bit about them in a second. Um, but we see the, the driver is like some frowny-faced man, and his wife is sitting next to him. And Judge Dredd has something in his hand. It looks like a razor, almost. It like does. a shaving like razor. A razor. I don't know what it's supposed to be. Um, wait, he's got something in his hand as well. Is he looking at... Uh, he's looking at the guy's license, I guess. Okay, like uh, a it, scanner? It's, maybe? I don't know. Um, but he's saying to the gentleman, A little girl died on this same stretch of road yesterday. Kind of harsh. Uh, Maybe because of the poison gas. Because some creep driver was only five miles per hour under the limit. Okay. Well, what I mean... She, what was she doing on the fucking road? Yeah, wait a minute. <laughs> <laughs> Why was she playing on the road? Maybe Wouldn't, it was an accident. The girl died in an accident. Wouldn't have going slower have more likely prevented her death? Was the little girl speeding? Was the little girl going 95 on her bike? And and she... And because of that... Maybe... No, the little girl was... Uh, hear me out. I got this. I got this. She was driving the car she, 95 the, miles an hour. The little girl was like on a little like tricycle going 100 miles an hour. <laughs> and someone was going 95 in front of her and she ran into it and died. Back in, well, it was, yeah, yeah. She ran into the back of him and died. At five miles an hour faster. Dude, that little guy has fucking it's some, some fucking serious ass legs. It's a hundred mile per hour minimum, so you can go three hundred miles an hour. Oh, you're right. It's a hundred mile an hour minimum, so she was going three hundred miles an hour and like crashed into the guy going ninety five miles an hour. Yeah, so that's that's the real danger here, dude. Um, that girl's legs. Well, the whole girl, honestly, she's yeah. dead. She's dead. Yeah, I don't think that crash would have killed her. I don't feel bad for her legs so much as I do just her. <laughs> You know, like if I see a guy shot in the head, I'm like, oh, that poor guy's face. No, I just think that poor guy, he's dead. Well, I'm just saying her legs must be fucking well muscled to pedal a tricycle. Oh, you're thinking this is like a fucking, I, I made a joke of tricycle. I assumed it was like a futuristic rocket powered tricycle. Oh, no, I think like a little, little girl's tricycle. You're thinking straight up. It's like, yeah. Just going 300. 500 miles an hour. Oh my God. That's faster than a walk easy. Uh, <laughs> Why not just take the walkies, I guess? She but, um, runs the other way in the walkies and gets there before other people. Oh, I know what he has in his hand. It's not a flat razor. It's a stamp. Oh, Because he's going to stamp, stamp the guy's license. license. Uh, he says, Judge Dredd uh, says to the frowning man, Banned for 12 years, citizen. You've got five minutes to get off the road or it'll be a prison sentence. Jesus. So Judge Five minutes to get off the highway? Yeah, get off the highway. Next exit. Just park. Go, go where you're going. 
Um, and we see this frowning man is like looking to his wife so despondent. And she's got like a nagging face on. And in the back back seat is what we assume like the mother-in-law character. Yeah. Who's like giving the... <laughs> uh, good. Keep that there. Right. The, the the wife is saying to the gentleman, "Oh, Richard, that horrible man. If if only he'd been some other judge." To which the we assume the mother-in-law character from the back seat like peeks over and says, "Go for it." Serves the snowster right. I say, your lucky judge didn't see that towel he stole from the hotel. I always told you that you should have married that nice Robinson boy. <laughs> New favorite character. <laughs> uh, can I have one every episode, please? Um, the nice Robinson boy. Oh my God! It's yeah, yeah. So Judge Dredd's cracking down on the law. It is furious. Um, fast and furious. Hey, too fast, too furious. Someone could say. <laughs> fast and furious seven. <laughs> What's what's the oh, fate of the furious? Fate of the furious. There we go. <laughs> How many terrible ter- fan four stick? If you remember that one. Oh God. Um, our next panel is probably my favorite. This issue. It has Judge Tex. Uh, oh God. Fantastic four. Dude, it was terrible. This is the it remake. Was a terrible logo. Yeah. Terrible movie. And movie. And it was also. I mean, like, Scroforum. It has the four it, in the... Yeah. So it is Scroforum or Fantastic. Like, you see those memes on the internet, it's like the the, the one guy, like, reads the... It's like a logo, kind of complicated looking, and it's like if... In, I saw this one, it was a poster. It says, if you work hard, you play hard. Okay. Um... And like the and it's but it's written through it's like if you hard work oh, if you hard play uh, and the, the but <laughs> if you work hard then you play hard and the other guy was like if you hard then you hard <laughs> hard is hard um <laughs> no I that was the the don't dead open inside yeah right? that's the, yeah that's, that's, the, that's the same thing it's yeah. like that subreddit of like don't dead open inside <laughs> oh, wonder what that means um. <laughs> Moving to our, to the back to the back can, to the fucking comic book. We see Judge Tex doing the uh, the the Judge pose, hands on his hips, on yeah. his belt. Uh, and I want to miss Judge Tex. Yeah, he and Judge Dredd, who we have like silhouetted against the Earth, we assume with the the Can't cool. Be the moon. Yep, they're on the moon with the full the awesome bike in the foreground. Yeah. Um, it says at nightfall, Judge Dredd was at Justice Central, and Judge Tex is saying to him. Gonna be a bad night for crime, Marshal. <laughs> Full Earth. <laughs> Alice? Full Earth. Alice makes folks kind of ornery. Alice. Always or oh, always. Oh, okay. It's written very okay, southern. Okay, okay. <laughs> let me try. Let me let's do another take. Go for it. Gonna be a bad night for crime, Marshal. Full Earth always makes folks kind of ornery. To which Dredd responds, Cancel all leave, Tex. I want every judge out on the streets. Um, okay. He has prevented a man from killing himself and find him and, and, and put him in a in slave labor for 90 days <laughs> uh, and find a woman who tried to stop him. Yeah. And he has... Arrest, arrested her, too, because she wasn't just fine. She was chained to the post. She was straight up chained to the post. Um, Even though she wasn't arrested, she was just fine. He could have given her a ticket and sent her along the way, but... Nope. Abandoned man, twelve years from driving. Um, just emasculated him in front of his, his wife and mother-in-law uh, for five miles under the speed limit. 
Um, and now he's calling all judges to the streets. Yeah, now he's got everyone is at work now. Because it's a full earth. Which is similar to a mugger's moon, you could say. Which was a previous issue was a of ours. previous thing. We don't know what a mugger's moon was. <laughs> <laughs> but there is this old stipulation of a full moon causes more crime. Which, it, I've, I it's think not I've noticed true. In my job, full moon does cause behavioral changes in people. Really? Because there, uh, the the thing I read, because I read a thing about it, it was like it was an old, like uh, you eat, you swallow every average person swallows eight spiders in their sleep. It's one <laughs> of those things that like gets around, but it actually has no real. And it scientific... might just be me, like it might just be coincidence. Yeah, me noticing yeah. it. I'm not gonna say I'm completely right about this, but yeah, it's like oh something weird's happening. Oh, there's a full moon, and I just make the correlation. It's despite like that something weird could be happening every other day. I get. I have the exact same thing happen whenever I see, like, a crime being committed by in front of me by a dirty Haitian person. And I'm like, why is it always a dirty Haitian? I'm, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. It's not at all. It's the, it's you the can't worst. see this, but I'm actually... I, 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 I'm I'm very hardly cut, trying gonna, to cut I'm Andy gonna off. Cut, I'm going to cut that at 8.07. <laughs> I don't know why I thought that was necessary. They could be a necessary. clean Haitian person. <laughs> <laughs> committing crimes. I'm joking. Uh, the... Uh, our next thing we see is, for the rest... Oh, no. We see Judge Dredd flying silhouetted against the moon um, as he's thinking... The Earth. Of, uh, the Earth. Sorry, sorry. Full he, Earth. Full Earth. Wait just a damn second. Go ahead. The moon has phases because it's sun, moon, Earth. Yep. It's always a full Earth. Yeah! Unless it's an eclipse. And even then, it's not the full Earth. Being eclipsed. Wait a second! Yeah, <laughs> I'm glad you noticed that. Yeah, the, the Earth wouldn't have phases when you're on the moon. How often would you? How? Another question is, how, how often do you see the Earth from the moon on one point of the moon? Is because the, the Earth is the, the it's moon. dark side though, right? The dark side of the moon. Yeah. The the the, the moon is tidally locked with the Earth. The same side always yeah, faces the Earth. Yeah, because it's rotating. It's rotating and revolving at the same time, so it's. It's always facing the exact... Yeah. So, not only that, that makes no sense. Because, yeah, there's... There would not be... If you're facing the Earth, you're permanently facing the Earth. Yeah, because yeah, rotating and revolving, it, it's... it's Because we're always sitting at the same point in the moon, and the only thing we see faces is because the sun is... Yeah, none of this adds up. None of this Did adds up. Did you notice all this earlier and wait for me to notice? No. Oh, okay. No. I'm, I'm glad you picked up on it, because I'm like, that's a good point. That's a very good point. Um, I thought this might be, something, might be something in the show notes already. <laughs> no, we'll bring up that, though. Um, Judge Dredd, however, is thinking to himself as he's flying over the futuristic cityscape, backlit by the full Earth. <laughs> he thinks to himself, A full Earth affects moon people just like a full moon does on the Earth. Only twice as bad. Because <laughs> the Earth is bigger? Yep. <laughs> it's even... <laughs> <laughs> yep. Yep. <laughs> So, there we have it. It's confirmed. You know? Science. Science. And he said, he even comments, it's even warping the circuits on those robo-dogs. So we see these are actually robot dogs howling at, at the Earth, basically. Um, God damn it. And uh, our next, there's like three kind of panels here. One is a masked man being shot by Judge Dredd. Oh, shit. 
Another is a pile of bodies with Judge Dredd standing over it, pointing at them angrily. <laughs> and another is a young man with a spray paint can spraying a wall that says something. And Dredd is pointing his lawgiver at the young man. Okay, do any of these panels have dialogue? Or is it all just... It's it, There's dialogue, but it's very quick. Um, the masked man, Judge Dredd, ah! as he's getting shot. Um, fatally or non-fatally? We don't... We just see the muzzle flare. Oh, we don't okay. see... We don't see the impact point. Impact. Um, so it could be like a stun shot for all we know. That's true. Oh, no, it's actually hitting his hand. It's like knocking oh, something out okay. of his hand. Typical disarm the opponent thing. Yeah. Um, Dredd is saying to this... this human accident of people here. Oh my god. Alright, who started the argument? <laughs> it's a massive, like, just oh, like a bar brawl. Yeah, like a, a giant pile of bodies, though. Awesome. And then, this punk, he's saying, drop that spray can, kid. What is the punk written on the wall? Dread is a bow. Bow. B-O-W. Bo. Do you think there's something else after that? Like it's part of a word? I don't. Or I is bow a a British derogatory slang? I don't know. I do not bowler know. Bowler hat. It's a bowler hat. A bowler. He's like, oh, he's good at bowling. All he's good at bowling. Um, I got nothing. I I don't know why I'm thinking about this, right? But I'm trying to think of like the second part of this compound word, like a hyphen bow something. Yeah. Makes me think of. Uh, Bowfinger. No. Uh, but a buddy of mine um, always said his favorite... This is a long time ago. But he said his favorite fantasy animal, his favorite fictional animal, was a butter bear. Half butterfly, half bear. And all it looked like was a typical grizzly bear with butterfly wings on its back. Like gigantic butterfly wings? No, like just regular tiny? tiny little butterfly wings. It's just a bear! But it, but it could fly is the issue. <laughs> <Don't let laughs> it. Uh, which I want to make a sci-fi like movie monster movie of like a butter bear sometime. Because oh it would be God. fucking hilarious. A flying a bear. A butter bear? Um, so we're looking now at our next... I don't know why. I, that's a huge tangent. <laughs> but I, I had to mention it because it was in my brain. Um, our next panel shows... Some goons close up who are gesturing to Judge Dredd and, and a, a squadron of flying hoverbike judges. And they're, like, leaving a, some kind of mart that they've robbed, we yeah, assume. Like a, like, a, like, a, like a stop and go, like a quickie mart. Yeah. And the, the uh, narrative text is saying... The worst problem was the gangs of teenage looters who roamed the streets. T teenage looters. And we, I mean, we're having riots and... and all kinds of stuff happening today, and it's just... Teenage looters roaming the streets, dude. Uh, and the judges are saying, There's another bunch! Take them! And to which the, one of the, the punks is, is like pointing and yelling, Judges! Scatter! And so these guys are actually robbing. They're not protesters. They're just actual robbers. Yeah, they're just straight-up robbers. Um, and we see a judge... Uh, I'm gonna have you describe what's going on this panel here. It's it's something something going on. Oh yep. no! You know you know who's here. I know who this. It's it's one of the two. Who is it? It's Che or Chico. Chico. Judge Che or Chico. We're not sure which. I think it's Che. I think it's Che. Chico wears the upturned sombrero, yep. and Che wears the more flat, flat brimmed, brimmed with the dangly bits in front. Yeah, of it. the 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 Zorro esque sombrero. Yep. Yep. Or his wide-rimmed head, it might not be a sombrero at but all. But he is lassoing a man's foot. <laughs> he's, worse than he has a whip, yeah. like Zorro. <laughs> uh, he's just like, he's just, you know, he's caught him, he's, he's whipped around, his, he's whipped the whip around his ankle. 
as he yells, you don't run away from Judge... Oh, it is Judge Shea. Yep. Judge Shea, muchacho. <laughs> um, no. Yep. And we see in the background, Judge Dredd is kicking a guy on his, like, uh, hover bike. It's like, take that, Juvie. Which is a weird way of spelling Juvie. It's J-U-V-I. Yeah, oh, yeah. It's spelled usually. I mean, I spelled it the way you usually say it. Yeah. I thought it was like some Spanish word, like Jueve. <laughs> but but I'm like, what is this? No, it's Juvie. Just, take, it's take five, Juvie, as he kicks a guy. Into a wall. Um, our next panel shows like the mop-up or clean-up after that. Uh, and I think uh, Judge Che is saying something to Judge Dredd. One of the creators went to... <laughs> No, that's that's text. You can see his. Oh, it's text. Yeah, go uh, go for it. One of the creators went to that app building, Marshall. Con app building. Con app. So uh, the one of the critters went into that that con app building, Marshall. Okay, he's mine. And Dread is now going up the stairs, uh, lawgiver pistol drawn, and we see there's a man with an old woman taken hostage. She's wearing like some kind of weird like helmet with a visor. That is, um, yeah. he's got her like at knife point, Maria. and he's yeah, and he's saying to her, the the, the criminal, come any closer, Judge Dredd, and the old bag gets it. To which Judge Dredd responds, kill the woman, and you're on a murder rap, Sonny. <laughs> and now we go close to the uh, to the man, the lawbreaker, and the old woman who's like, oh, terribly like worried. Yeah. Um, we see the silhouette of Judge Dredd in the background. Tell you what, I'll make a deal with you. Let the old lady go, and you go free. Wow. No, yeah. Right. He's letting. He's letting. Because Judge Dredd doesn't play. He doesn't place that much importance on life. Yeah. He's very much more guarded against a criminal. And uh, so we have the the lawbreaker. His response naturally is. Gosh, okay. That's real square of you, Judge Dredd. I'm coming down. And then our next panel has uh, Judge Dredd throwing the criminal towards Judge Chico, saying, Oh, oh no, it's not Judge Chico. It's a different judge. Thank God. It's Judge Mex. No! <laughs> I'm writing it down. Judge Mex. Why? Because <laughs> we need more stereotypes. Uh, and he, he is a... There's a, only some, one stereotype of he, the same guy. Th this other judge is wearing a tipped-up sombrero for some reason. Um, I don't Chico know why Che it's not, and Max. I don't know why we, it's not Chico. It's like the same hat. But he's saying, uh, as he's throwing the lawbreaker to him, Judge Max, take this punk down to juvie court and book him for assault and robbery. And the, the young juvie responds, but Book! Book me! You lied to me! And Dread, Dread responds, pointing at him, So sue me. Take him away. Damn, <laughs> Dread! And now we see, it, it totally is Judge Chico. It's this turn it's of sombrero. Judge Chico! Why did he call him Judge Mex? I don't know. But he's... He's he had to change his name. He's saying, he's saying, Judge Chico is saying to the lawbreaker as he's being led away. <sighs> Go for it. You break the last... <laughs> Go for it. You break the law, stinker. You don't got no right to expect mercy from Judge Dredd. You break the law, stinker. You break the law, stinker. Stinker. Stinker? S-T-E-E. -E oh, no. K-E-R. You break the law, stinker. Stinker. D-law. D-E. I'm so sorry. I shouldn't have written the D-law. Yeah. You expect 
<laughs> you got no heart. I do expect mercy from Judge Dredd. So Dredd is like, let it go. I'll give you an easy sentence. Just kidding. So sue me. Go to jail. Yeah. Like, it's like what you said. So sue me. So apparently suing is still a thing. People sue cops a lot. Doesn't work often. Doesn't ever work, but... No, because of qualified immunity. Hopefully going away. We'll see how that works out. Hey, it's very topical. Hey! Um, but by first light, the tide of crime had stemmed. And now we see Judge Dredd is like a close-up like profile of him addressing Judge Tex and Chico and Chair in the background, as well as just a whole bunch of judges in the Judge background. Judge Tex and Judge Max. Oh, there is Judge Tex and Judge Max. I wonder if that's a, that's a typo or not. I don't know. I don't know. But it's clearly Chico. It's clearly um, Judge Chico, who we've <clears> met <throat> before. Um, Judge Red is saying to all these assembled judges who were, he called out, remember, onto the streets. Yeah. He said, no no leave tonight. Things will be quiet now till nightfall. Sections A, C, and D return to your quarters and rest up. Be back at duty at 2100 hours. So, he's sending everyone off. And now we see our next panel, Judge Dredd is darkening the silhouette of a doorway with Walter the Wobot in his apartment. Of course. And it says, Judge Dredd, robo-servant, Judge Dredd's robo-servant Walter was waiting at his quarters. And he, Walter has lines here. Gracious Judge Dredd, you look floppo done in. You just wash your weary body and Walter will make you a nice bowl of synthabwaf. Synthabwaf. Go ahead and describe our next panel, PK. Judge it's all Dredd Walter. Has sat in his his big comfy egg shaped evil chair. Yep. Uh, like like you know what the ones from Men in Black or whatever. I was literally thinking that too. Go oh. for it. Way to go. Um, and Walter jo- comes in with his his synth of broth. <laughs> Later, it's ready, Judge Dwed. When you finish, Walter will, Judge Dwed, Judge Dwed. Quipes he's fallen asleep. In <laughs> <laughs> the next panel. Uh, Judge Dredd's like s- s- sitting there grimacing while asleep. Yeah, and with his helmet on. And with his helmet on, as, as Walter like tucks a little, you know, tucks him in a little blanket around him. Yep. You work so hard and never stop, and people think you're grim and nasty and far too strict. <laughs> but Walter knows the truth. You have to be the way you are to make this tweet safe for decent people. Dear Judge Dredd, what would we do without you? And that ends issue 57, the Full Earth Crimes. So, yeah. Police brutality. Um, next, <laughs> next prog, it says, return to Mega City. Finally. Yep, we are come we are going back. I feel like the the I feel like the moon arc was done after Mooney. I feel like there was like no need to stay on the moon after that. Um, let me see. We got to the did, moon. Like, all, the, all the interesting stuff happened. There was Mooney and the land grab, and... We started Luna 1 on issue four, uh, 41. That's when he went to Luna 1. We are going back 57. So, 16 issues, basically. Yeah. It's a long run for a single, like, setting, really. It is, and I just feel like... Uh, we didn't need to be there after Mooney. No! I feel like that was the major... That was the major... Mystery, the major antagonist or whatever, and it got resolved... Really quick. But what about the Lunar Olympics, though? And the Lunar War? Those sucked. That's fair. <laughs> that's, 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 you're right. You're correct. Yes. Um, Those were stupid, Andy. <laughs> um, uh, what's the what's the, the quote from Zoyberg? Your music is bad and you should feel bad. <laughs> Favorite line. Um, yeah. Settings and places. 
We're in the streets of Luna City 1, basically. Uh, yeah. That's more or less where we are. It just feels like we got rid of the, uh, the entire Wild West setting. We really after did. After those points. I mean, Judge Chico and Chase stuck around to the end. They sure did. And Judge Tex. But, you know, it's... The Wild West thing oh, the, went the, by the, the wayside. The story, which you can't really do on in Mega City 1, because it's... You know... Uh, they put. Uh, I think that the, the you put dread in new setting, and you know, like I think it's going to be uh, kind of a formula here that you know. I almost wonder if this was like a backdoor pilot to where like we want to do a comic set on the moon, but we want it to be related to this one, so we're going to introduce this new setting, and if people like it, we're going to have a comic set here. I don't know if there's any comics that are spin-offs that happened on the moon, but there are several spin-offs we talked about from yes, Judge Dredd. Yes, we saw that, that, little, that little map of stories. Which I think I'm going to go over here. I'm going to probably pull that up at the beginning or the end of our next issue, perhaps. Good idea. Perhaps. I think um, it's a good way to end the or, volume. Yeah, at the end of the volume, at least. Yeah. Which we are rapidly approaching. Um, we sure are. Characters. We see Judge Chico and Judge Max, which ju Judge... Judge Chico, Judge J or Judge Chico. We also see, um, I didn't mention this, Richard Lupin is the name of the guy who gets pulled over. It's oh, seen on his, uh, okay, the his guy license. Doing five miles under? Yeah, banned for driving too slow. Uh, terrible slang made up words, Judge Dread one liners. Don't do it, citizen. Littering in the streets is an offense. That's probably my favorite Judge Dread line. Did I not say, like, this, this episode or this issue? Is the most Judge Dread that Judge Dread's ever been? You did say that. Like that's, that's. Do you agree with that? Yeah, because like, that line in particular. Because I told you about, I told you about like, the the thing where like the woman talking to him and he's like, he's like you know, oh, public display of affection, five months or something like that. Yeah, it's it's after he just saved her life. Yeah, he he is a hard ass unnecessarily. Yeah, he, in, the world is black and white. Yeah, if you do a crime, you'll be punished for it. Yeah. Um, Depending on the severity of the crime, it will reflect the severity of your punishment. This is true. We also have... Well, not necessarily. Not always. <laughs> um, we also have... Drocking Leaper! Nobody is above the law. Which also I appreciate. That's a good line. Uh, we also have... Drocket Slowster in the Fast Lane! Well, that's something I like about Judge Strange. He doesn't hold any bias. He sees the world as lawbreakers and law followers. Yeah, we have innocent bystanders and lawbreakers. You won't turn a blind eye to like someone who's like, just because, oh, I like that guy, so if they break a law, I'm going to let it slide. No! Yeah. Not even his own brother, Judge Rico. And he would he would lie. Judge Dredd will lie to get, to get a, a lawbreaker. To get a lawbreaker. Yeah. Um, this is also our and first... to save an innocent citizen. This is true. This is, uh, or we might... We'll, we'll get into that, maybe. I don't know if, if it's... Well, he saved the old lady. He saved the old lady, but the, we don't know if the motivation is purely altruistic to, like... Save her or... Or punish he, he Lawbreaker. <laughs> he could have just advanced and let her die. But maybe it's easier just to say that shit. Yeah, And lie true. to him. That's he knew true. he was an idiot. Yeah, we don't know the, we don't know <clears throat> the reason behind... The, you know what I mean. I know what you mean. This is our first issue where Drock has been used multiple times. That's, Ooh. that's a... It's, it's been used... One-off occasionally throughout yeah. the comics so far, but now we have Drock used twice as both stand-ins for the word fuck. Yeah. Um, we also have juvie, which is slang for juvenile, yeah. which is spelled weird, which I don't know if that's a British convention or not. I don't know either. Um, it's you. It was spelled in the comics J U J U V E, whereas for us it's J U V I E. Um, we also have synth broth, synthetic chicken broth. We've had synth marge. We've had. Synthamarge is still mind-boggling to me. Synthamarge. Synthetic margarine is, which is already synthetic. Yeah, we have you break the law, stinker. No. 
which is a great line. No, 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 no. So, world building. Judge Dredd sentences a suicidal man to 90 days of penal servitude for trying to jump off a starscraper to his death. Does this mean that the man... if Does that mean, PK, if the man wasn't constituting a public nuisance, Judge Dredd would have been fine with him taking his own life? Is suicide legal? Uh, what are the public... normal... What are the normal consequences for suicide attempts in 2100? Is it legal? Yeah. I I wonder. What do you think? I, I, I think, yeah, I think if he, the guy just made it his personal business and not interfered with public life, Judge Dredd would look, oh, bet, bury him. Bob, it's like, go on your way, citizen. Yeah. Like, <laughs> it's like the like, yeah, suicide if, boots. If like, he had seen him, like, like hanging himself in his office or whatever, he would go, oh, well, all right. <laughs> People are staring at you. He's creating a public nuisance. Yeah. Um... So yeah, I'm curious about that. I wonder if they have the suicide boots like Futurama does. Um, the suicide boots are a funny that's, joke. Is that, is that episode one? That's the first episode. That's, that's episode the pilot. One? It's so good. Apparently there are prisons on the moon because he sentences people to prison time. Uh, not necessarily just penal penal work, but actual prison time. You're right. Equipped with psychs uh, to tend to mentally unstable pay, uh, prisoners. That's something. That's good. That's at least uh, like healthcare being provided to inmates, which is not always a thing in our society. Right. Which is, so still, I think we're still at a net positive. For Yeah. I still think the, Judge Dredd is... The Judge Dredd universe is still better than ours. <laughs> <laughs> in, its, in its ways. I think in its ways, you know. I mean, yeah, there's slavery, but you get health care. Um, Five hour or ten hour work week. Ten hour work week. Um... Judge Dredd finds a woman 2,000 credits for attempting to obstruct justice, and when she <laughs> argues, raises it to 4,000 credits. Also chains her to a fucking post. Yeah! Um, on Luna 1, there are holding posts to which people are chained while they await pickup. We've also seen the sin bin, the fucking elevated cage. Yeah, the elevated cage. Like, yeah, it's fucked that up. That to me is one of the most terrifying things. <laughs> um... There is a driver is banned for driving for twelve uh, for dr from driving for twelve years for traveling five miles an hour under, five miles an hour under the speed limit. Losing your ability to drive is, is catastrophic to your way of life. Yeah, it's well, maybe just not so much on the moon where you. Well, no, that's basically one where you have a ten hour work week. I don't know. We don't know. We don't know how it translates. Uh, we also know that the highway on Luna One has a minimum speed of hundred miles per hour. A full Earth is similar to a full moon on Earth. With people acting crazy. This effect is doubled with a full Earth. None of that makes sense. Is this a reference to the Muggers Moon issue number 18? I think so. I would say so. Because uh, that's like a crazy time. Like, oh. And it is, it is a... Moon. It is an old superstition that the moon causes people to behave irrationally. Yeah. Um, one of my favorite stories about that. Involving the moon and, and shit like that. Uh... There was, I was working in Chicago at one time, and this is a really, this is a weird story, but it, 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 it straight up involves this. Uh, I was working uh, as a waiter at a restaurant, an Italian restaurant, and it was the weirdest night of my working there. Everything was weird. Nothing was going right. Shit was just going weird, right? You know you have those days. Yeah, or nothing, yeah, nothing makes sense. Yeah. The weirdest part about it, one lady asked me for darker napkins. I've told you this story before, haven't I? I don't think so. The lady was darker like, can I, have, can I have darker napkins? And it's always me. It's always me who like, hey, um, could I have my steak done? Um, but could I have it like done 
Asabuco with ice cream instead. Like, just the weirdest, the weirdest shit. The weirdest and I have to go ever. You have to go to the chefs. And I have to go to the chefs, and they're just like, well, fuck, what the fuck are you talking about? The lady asked for darker napkins. Um, and I couldn't figure out why at the time. I figured out now, which is that uh, white napkins leave, like, white lint, and she was wearing a black dress. Uh, but still, that's, like, really fucking weird to ask. Yeah. What, where this relates to the moon is, there's a buddy of mine, uh, or a guy I worked with named Zach. And Zach was in the part of the party scene in uh, in Chicago. He was so much a part of the party scene that he would often party all night and then come into work still, still drunk, still tripping. Oh, no. In which case, uh, I went up to Zach as he was coming down off of ecstasy, unbeknownst to me, put my hand on his shoulder, looked him square in the eye and said, Zach, be careful tonight. People are being weird. It must be like a full moon or something. I'm sorry. Just be careful. And it freaked him the fuck out. And he started having a panic attack and didn't tell anyone. And he only told me like a week later. He's like, you messed me up for like 12 hours. And I was like, oh my God, dude. Why are you still on ecstasy from the from fucking clubbing? <laughs> it's like two in the afternoon. <laughs> but yeah, that's my full moon story. People are weird today. And like, that was like, that just put him like super paranoid for some reason. <laughs> oh my God. I'm pretty sure he was coming down off ecstasy. Yeah. Um, or something worse, I don't know. But I just I had to mention that story for That's you. That's fucking great. Um, teenage looters are a serious problem on Luna One. Juvies. Judge Dredd has no problem lying to lawbreakers. And this is our final prog of Luna One. Oh. Where I don't think we're ever coming back to the moon. I think that's the last of it right there. So we're never gonna see like uh, Judge Tex. Judge them? Tex or Rowena the robot? Rowena? I don't think we're ever going to see Wawina again, unfortunately. Wow. She was, like, just dropped. She it was, was, like, introduced and then just... I think it was two issues, maybe? Yeah, I think maybe, she was... Yeah. Yeah. Maybe that. Maybe that. And we, um, gonna say, we didn't even say goodbye to any of these characters. It's like, okay, they're done. Well, I think we get a goodbye at the beginning of the next issue, which is J Dread returning to Mega City. Okay. Um, All right, which that's we know something. because it says, you know, Dread goes back to Mega yeah, City. Yeah, the, the, yeah. This also means... That six months have passed, because um, oh. Dread was ish, uh, 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 assigned Sen assigned there for I six months. Sentenced, yeah, he was assigned six months of being the, the marshal on Luna One. Um, yeah, I'm curious. I might have to look this up, but like I think that that actually tracks in real life. Yeah, they, I remember the Judge Dread timeline is pretty freaking exact. Yeah. So my question is. They say he's going there for six months. Does that mean six months of progs have come out, and now after six months he's coming back? That's kind of cool if that happened it in is real time. Cool if, that is, if it's that real time. I'll have to look at that upside thing. I think. Yeah. Or maybe not. Maybe never again. So I, remember, I remember reading something. <clears> they were pretty. They were pretty accurate about about stuff happening in real time. Yeah. Um. Uh, last this issue, we have no confirmed kills this episode. That's no true. Confirmed. A lot of crime, but no kills. Yep. Um. And it was very much. This was just. Rampant crime and Judge Dredd being a super hard ass at the yeah. very end of it. Which could be continuity from him failing to stop 53,000 people from dying yeah, in the last episode. Yeah, let's hope that continuity. I'll, I'll, I'll give him the benefit of the doubt and say he's being... But, it, I mean, one person says he's always like that. Yeah, one guy does say that. <laughs> but that guy, that's just some guy on the street in a weird helmet. We can't trust that, dude. <laughs> Who the fuck is that guy? We don't know. We don't know. I don't know that guy. Um, fuck you, dude. Do you have anything else you want to bring up about issue 57, the Full Earth Crimes? Uh, no, we talked uh, at length about how the science makes no sense. At all. So I'm good. Okay, are you ready for next time?
I sure am. Okay, I'm here we go. These when we catch up. Oh boy. Oh, well, I'm. A, I think I'm gonna. Oh keep yeah, doing that's it. right. We I think I'm gonna. That. I think I'm gonna keep doing it. Okay. Um, good, good, good. So. Because it's like one of my favorite parts. <laughs> Next time on the dreadful cyberpunk cast, Judge Dredd makes his triumphant return to Mega City One. But why is he allowing lawbreakers to run amok in front of him? Also, that doesn't sound like at all. Also, why do the judges have access to machines whose only purpose is to remove a person's skin? And we get our uh, an end to our omnibus by seeing the very first commission of Judge Dread in a test issue called First Dread, which was the uh, like the pitch that they did for Judge Dread and the art the art like style that they wanted to try out. Um, so yeah, right? Wow. Yeah. Why do they have, why do they have a machine that peels skin off? All this and more <laughs> can be discovered on the next episode of the Dreadful Cyberpunk Cast. My name is Andy. And I am PK. And this has been a very dreadful recording coming to you from the, the Distant, Distant Present! Present.